Jack of All Nerds is recorded in front of a dead studio audience. Welcome back to more cooking with Bane. Oh, you think grilling is your ally? Now's not the time to sear. That comes later. <laughs> Previously on The Waltzing Dead. It was ravenous, ravishing, sensational, the most sensational waltz I'd ever seen, except for one little misstep by Carl at the beginning. Carl! Now at Olive Garden, our all-you-can-eat breadsticks are fast and furious. When you're here, you're family. Arkham Peace Theater proudly presents Batsio and Jokerette. Batsio, Batsio, wherefore art thou, Batsio? <laughs> okay, Blue Team, you've been double-dared, so you can either answer the question or take the physical challenge. We're going to take the physical challenge. Are you the doctor? Uh, no, I'm the nurse. Where is he? Due to explicit content, listener discretion is advised. You've been listening to The G-Spot, where we play nothing but Kenny G classics for a two-hour block of time. Up next on Chaotic Radio, the Jack of All Nerd Show with Michael, Derek, John, and sometimes Sam. Hello, and welcome to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. I am the Jack of All Nerds, Michael Maxwell. Joining me tonight in the studio is nobody currently... Uh, due to weather conditions and work and other things, life just gets in the way. Um, but joining me in the booth from the fanboy universe, Matt. What's going on, buddy? Not much. How you doing? Good. Thank you so much for stepping up and filling in for me. My my engineer is stuck at home due to flooding, and then uh, Blaine, I guess, is stuck in traffic. Yeah, he's close. He has to drop off a car. Um, he's in Claremont area. So he should be here shortly. I, I really hope that um, the flooding is like inside, you know, like he's just having leakage in his house and not his home has been flooded out. Yeah, it might, that might have been like uh, <laughs> like the roadways were flooded, I'm thinking. There we go. I'm hoping. <laughs> I mean, he was able to message me, so it was <laughs> good. <laughs> but uh, I, I really do appreciate you uh, filling in. No problem. In the meantime. He's got like a rowboat. Uh, looks like some other members of the Fanboy Universe are entering the room. I, Fanboy takeover. Am I about to be jumped? Is that... <laughs> I feel like that's happening right now. Hi. This is awkward. Hola. Hello. How are you? Gentlemen, please uh, introduce yourself. (sighs) It's the barber from Fanboy Universe. This is number two, Fanboy Universe. The Mm -hmm. barber. He's not not a barber. He doesn't cut hair. That's just no. No, they just call me the barber nowadays. I don't know why, but they do. He'll cut you. That's why. We just figured we'd come in and say hi. Well, it does. It it is better than talking to myself. I mean, I can't do it. Because he's nobody back there, right? (laughs) Well, that's how my family treated me growing up, so there we go. We were sitting out there, and we were like, you know, this is one of those moments where, like, we should probably just come in and sit down and hang out with him for a couple minutes since he's by himself in here. Thanks, guys. You know. <laughs> but then we're like, I don't know, is he going to get mad? Well, I, you know, I do. I do get angry sometimes. Because we know how you get upset about these kind of yeah. things. He, he is quite the control freak. I was, he's little, like, <laughs> I was a little worried. This is my show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But aren't you the one that goes all Hulk smash? Uh, something like that, apparently. Yeah. I don't, though. I'm like such a vagina. I don't I do not do that at all. <laughs> I don't know why everyone thinks that. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. Whatever. So anyways, how are you? Oh, I'm I'm fine. It's, Thank it's you. like like we've been so long since we've seen each other. I right? know. All of like six minutes. Yeah. It's, Remember how ten minutes ago he was in the, the thing and you were talking about <laughs> Joker? Yeah. Yeah. So guys, um, I guess before I get into anything else, since I have you here, yeah. Hey. Did uh, well. did any of you see Ant Man this weekend? I did twice. I, I saw it twice as well. Did you? I did. I and I actually mentioned that you liked it as well. I did. I liked it a lot actually. I thought it was really good. 
I, I, I still was, think Ant-Man was kind of a lame character. That was my opinion. Yeah, it is. But they did but well. They did. They took a character that I really don't care about and made me care. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, it was it was embarrassing how little the turnout was for the Thursday Thursday night. Yeah. Got the best uh, best parking job ever at the theater in, mm-hmm. in the history of me going to that theater. I got the closest to the front because there was nobody there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He parked in the theater. I did. <laughs> that was not empty. Like I just pulled up into the front row. <laughs> Treated it like a drive-in. <laughs> you know, there was like six other people in there with me on Thursday night at 1030. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of weird for a Marvel movie. You kind of ex- come to expect more. But, uh, you know, but it, like I said, it was really well done. For And I, I, I was telling the guys, I liked the Easter eggs. I liked the, mm-hmm. uh, the two uh, – the two after after scenes, you know, this whole post credit after whatever, yes, whatever yes. you want to call them. I just say there's two scenes after the shit's over. That's what I say. You yeah. know, I will say that the emptiness of the theater bodes well for Mr. Robert Lopez. <laughs> he can go see Ant Man. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, Casey's bored. He has something else to do. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I liked it. Yeah, I think the problem is a lot of people. I don't know if they were just on superhero burnout, but. I remember when the first trailer came out, everybody was real excited. Mm-hmm. And then like more trailers came out, and everybody was like, mm-hmm. "I think it's because like nobody knows really knows who he is." You know what? Oh shit! Yeah. Oh hey, here we go. My, yeah. my actual co-host has arrived. Uh, Am I in your chair? No, I'll take this. I'm just. There's a lot of dudes in here right now. <laughs> I know, it's, it's all. It's about time for Daniel and I to get the hell out now. Yeah. Dude, dude mass. Dude overload. We're just gonna turn into the jack off on there. It's <laughs> That's what I thought I was coming to. Right. This is. Uh, coming to it. I have my Batman panties on and everything. We is were that... just keeping it warm for you, Derek. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. So. Warming him up. That's good. Yeah. I'll, fi- I'll finish him off, boys. Thanks. <laughs> we got tired of hearing him, you know, talk smack on you the whole time. We're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. let's just get in there and help. Actually, actually I, was, sounds about I was right. actually in tears. It was kind of embarrassing. To save the day. <laughs> Thanks for having us for a few minutes. We yeah. appreciate yes, it. Yes, thank you both. Uh, the gentleman from the Fanboy Universe, which thank airs you. Sundays from 6 to 8 p.m. on where? Oh, uh, that'd be uh, Chaotic Radio. That sounds like com. a really exciting mm. uh, station, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's very exciting, yes. Especially <laughs> when they play Kenny G. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, G-spot. guys. We're looking forward to listening to your Doug Jones interview. We'll be listening. Oh, yeah. Thank awesome. you. Thank All right, you. Fellas, We're thank excited, you. too. Have a good night. Uh, hey, welcome. Hey. What's, what's, uh, what's going on? What's all this, then? Oh, not much. So we have, uh, we have Matt from Fanboy helping us out until Blaine can get here. How you doing? Oh, hello, sir. How you doing? I'm doing well. There's a there's a new man in the booth. It's it's a little weird. Hey, <laughs> it couldn't possibly be as awkward as when John's. In there, that, so. That's true. I meant weird in the good way, like <laughs> the best way possible. It will, it will definitely not be as awkward as when John's. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody does awkward like John. I, I no mean, I, I've been in here when John has come in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as as was just mentioned by Mr. Brand Barber, we uh, we are going to be having a phone interview. With the one and only – well, I mean he's probably not the one and only because Doug Jones is actually kind of a – It's a very like common a, pretty, name. Pretty common yeah. name I would think. I'm going to say the um, one and only. But <laughs> this particular individual is the one and only Doug Jones. Um, again, it may not be a name you're familiar with, yeah. but you have seen him. He's, I was thinking about it. I was like <laughs> – I, I almost felt like stealing the Ted 2 joke because it's, it's essentially the same thing. Like – have you seen any movie that requires makeup ever? Okay, you've seen Doug Jones. You yeah. know who he is. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. his his record is his repertoire is insane. Uh, the, you even put up stuff in pictures when you made that collage, and I was like, 
no shit, that's him too. <laughs> I when I put that collage up, I learned that he was in Hocus Pocus. I, I had no idea. And Batman Returns. I had no idea about those two at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I'm actually disappointed that he was in Hocus Pocus. <laughs> <laughs> not a not a Hocus Pocus fan. No, you know I didn't see it as a kid, and I watched it a couple Halloweens ago with some friends. Yeah, I could see how that might ruin it for yeah, you. Yeah, it's definitely one you got to see as a kid. Yeah, uh, there's just certain movies like you know that are obviously meant to be watched as a child because right. see I saw The Exorcist when I was like 18, 19. It was the funniest shit I ever. Seen. <laughs> yeah, it, it certainly wasn't scary. So you yeah, know what's funny sure. is I went and saw Night, the original Nightmare on Elm Street at the uh, Hollywood Forever Cemetery mm-hmm. and people were just laughing. <laughs> yeah, it, things like that just they don't hold up. Like nostalgia is the only leg that's keeping that chair uh, sitting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he has so many projects in the works currently. Um, and if you are a fan of Falling Skies, he plays Purchase yeah. on there, the, uh, yep. the aliens. And, uh, yeah, just a ton of stuff. Hellboy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hellboy, Pan's, Pan's Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is so. he in the new Guillermo del Toro movie, Crimson Peak? I would say if there's a if there's I mean there's no real makeup yeah, if there's a creature then yes I think there's ghosts so <laughs> maybe who knows um, but yeah very excited to to interview him and he's going to be at Central Coast Comic Con this year where we yeah. will be uh, hence the whole interview yeah hey <laughs> full circle all yes. right but hey since you're here why don't we uh, go ahead and give yeah, a shout out to the people this. that allow us to be here love it my favorite part the sponsors. Uh, first, the Etiwanda Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Conveniently located off the 210 freeway at the Day Creek exit in Rancho Cucamonga. The Etiwanda Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Has nightly food specials, drink specials, live entertainment, uh, bands and such, pub trivia. They have karaoke, all that kind of stuff. It's an awesome place. For more information, visit facebook.com forward slash e roadhouse. Roadhouse. And also check out The Dinner Detective, America's largest interactive murder mystery dinner show. The Dinner Detective. Enjoy a fabulous four-course meal while solving a hilarious murder investigation. For more information, visit thedinnerdetective.com. And if you're purchasing tickets for the Ontario location in California, not Canada, use the promo code CRIME to get a $5 discount. And lastly... But never leastly, Four Color Fantasies comic book store located in Rancho Cucamonga, California. For more information, visit fourcolorfantasies.com. That's with the number four. Or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash 4CF Rancho. And go check out their store, guys. If you're into comic books or even I – mean, not even comic books. They have so many like nerdy-type memorabilia, uh, collectible card games, role-playing games, Doctor Who stuff. You can totally get your Doctor Who filled there. Oh, yeah, you can. So Doctor Who. Phil, that sounded weird out of my mouth. <laughs> you ever say something and then after you say yes. it, you're like, did that? Did I actually just say words right then? Because it didn't sound right. Uh, yeah, so check them out. Uh, in fact, they just did their private screening of Ant-Man this past Thursday um, where uh, – not a, not a big turnout for Ant-Man, unfortunately. Um, it was good for me though because it was you know spacious. So, yeah. No? <laughs> um, but their next big event, Star Wars. Ooh. That's the next one? Yeah. Because uh, Chris has refused to do the Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, every time he sees a preview for it, he, he just, he's disgusted. That's so, so funny. So he's not doing that. But no, uh, yeah, Star right. Wars is going to be a big event. In fact, I think he said something about ticket sales are probably going to be going up in the next few weeks for Star Wars. And that's not really? too like, November, December? December, yeah. yeah. Jesus. So, Actually, but that makes sense. 
Uh, that that, that one's gonna be sense. that one's that one, gonna be yeah. Insane. That's not gonna be like Ant Man. That's yeah. gonna be a big big theater, and it's gonna I want, be sold out. I want it to beat Jurassic World so bad. I think it's got a good shot. I think it's got a good shot too. It has the best shot of any movie this year. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, that's sponsors, guys. Um. I I'm actually uh. So to answer your question, sir. Uh. Yes, he is in Crimson Peak. Oh. <laughs> I just looked it up on IMDb. Right. There you go. Because uh, yeah. I feel like he's in all the Guillermo del Toro movies. Yeah. 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 yeah it, they're it definitely seemed, buddies. Yeah. So. Uh, and he was in he was in the watch. Sorry, I'm going through his IMDb. Oh yeah, yeah. I he was in because the, there was that show, The Neighborhood. Yeah. Which and then I just scrolled down a little bit further and I saw The Watch, which is basically like the movie version. Of yeah, the exactly. And he played an alien in both. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so crazy, man. Um, and the Buffy episode he was on is called Hush, and it was like a these weird. Monsters. That he was. Steal he did sound. Hush. Yeah. Oh, he was in that episode. Oh, that's yeah. a fantastic episode. And yeah, I think it was like Emmy nominated or award winning or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's uh, he's a big deal. That's insane, man. It's uh, it's exciting. It's yeah. Exciting stuff. Um, other than that, I don't have a show planned. So <laughs> we'll sweet. Just, we'll just freestyle it. Well done. Um, I'm guessing you still haven't seen Ant Man, so nope. we won't be talking about that. So that's Ooh. good. <laughs> Awkward. Um, actually, I think we're gonna fill up the rest of the show after the interview by talking about video games because you, sir, just uh, you said you just completed. I did. Witcher three. Right? Holy shit! That was an undertaking, uh, and we can uh, we can discuss that. Okay. Uh, and at a, at and a then later I'll, time. I'll talk about how I gave up on uh, Elder Scrolls Online. And, uh, so, <laughs> I can talk about how I've never ever played it, even yeah, though I bought you, it. You bought it. Yep. You haven't even touched it. Yep. So that'll be good. And then uh, you also have Batman, what Arkham Knight, but you haven't you haven't really gotten into that either. Have you? Not well, no, just because uh, again, Witcher is just such a it's such a massive massive game. Um, that it was just almost futile to start another open world mission quest type game mm-hmm. uh, while you're still running that one, just because uh, that's just way too much uh, to take on. Like my mind couldn't handle it. So, All right. good. Well, yeah, we'll uh, definitely talk about that a little bit later on. Um, and uh, so, if you're listening at home. And uh, you have questions for Mr. Jones when we have him on the phone. Uh, feel free to message us either on Facebook or just post directly to our Facebook page. Sometimes the messaging on our fan site gets a little wonky and it doesn't show me when somebody messages, so it's weird. Um, but if you have a question, definitely message it to us. And uh, I can't guarantee I'll be able to get everyone's questions asked, but I will try. My girlfriend has already charged me with asking questions for her. I, I already owe somebody a shout out. <laughs> I had uh, I had questions that I was going to ask that I've forgotten. Probably inappropriate questions, so I should probably just not field mine. Because <laughs> I was <laughs> that's my thing. I like to ask questions that he's never going to be asked on another show. <laughs> it's not always appropriate. Yeah, that's so, that's probably true. There you go. Yeah, well. Um, but yeah. So what's going on? Current events? Anything in the nerd world? No. Recent, aside from uh, uh okay, we actually you guys are gonna get a twofer Ooh. because we uh, with Matt Avila, comedian Matt Avila, we recorded a podcast. Yes. Uh, talking about all the trailers in depth, uh, and there was probably a good half hour of hate spewed on the. <laughs> um, <laughs> Suicide Squad trailer, but, yeah. but um, yeah, so there's there's like an hour long podcast that's going to be coming out specifically for that. We'll probably release that on Monday or Tuesday, so uh, we don't want to talk too much about that kind of stuff right here and now. Yeah, which which un- is unfortunate because that's most of the current events. 
Well, guys, this is really exciting news. Uh, the names for all the uh, Ghostbuster characters in the reboot have been released. Huh? 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 Is it what? It, the Ghostbusterettes? The Ghostbusterettes. Yes, we now know all of their names. Do you, um, you have them, I assume? No. Oh. No, apparently Paul Feig is the only one excited to uh, announce the names as if that needed to be said. So, but but he hasn't or has? He no, hasn't he has. Announced them? No, he released them and he made like some big deal about it on Twitter. But, and, but, you, and, haven't, but you haven't looked that up? No. Because I why would you announce that then? I, because it's nerd. It's nerd new. L- listen, listen. You are the worst co-host. <laughs> no, look. We were talking. I've, I've got an interesting topic. Well, what? What's no, I was. I <laughs> my point was is that it's wildly uninteresting because no one gives a shit about the Ghostbusters that reboot. That is not <laughs> true. There's going to be so much negative stuff thrown out from the internet that everybody cares. Are, are you ready? I well, look at this guy. He's he's subbing as an engineer. <laughs> That's fine. You, he can read, he guys, can read all the articles he wants. I refuse. Guys, buckle your seatbelts. Okay, You're in for go. a ride on this one. <laughs> if they're just the same name. Those 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 know. knuckles are going to be white here okay, in a here second. Here we go. Here we go. Aaron Gilbert. Aaron Gilbert. Jillian Holtzman. Abby Yates. And Patty Tolan. And uh, Melissa McCarthy will be playing Yates. Kristen Wiig will be playing Gilbert. Kate McKinnon is going to be Holtzman. And Leslie Jones is going to be Tolan. Holtzman? Venkman? Is that supposed to be? Sure. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. It's so... It's such an insult to me. My friend put up a tweet. He's like, look, I'm going to go see it. But the first time McCarthy falls down, I'm walking out of the theater. <laughs> can you really be more Can you be really be more insulted, though, than Ghostbusters 2? Uh, see, I don't hate Ghostbusters 2 yeah, as I don't much either. as most people do. Yeah. It definitely was like not. Like Murray? It wasn't, it, wasn't <laughs> yeah, nearly, right. yeah. it wasn't nearly as good as the first one. But, yeah, yeah I definitely don't. You know. yeah. I, but it's, it's just the... Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just don't understand the. I can understand the Jurassic World type reboot because I feel like dinosaurs just kind of lend themselves to you know rebooting, and it's it's one of those like we have the technology. Um, there's nothing that needs to be rooted about Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is a damn near perfect movie, uh, and, and I just don't understand. Like, it, forget that they're all women. You could put every actor that I absolutely love in that movie, and I'd still be like, eh. It would honestly, if you were to cast like The Rock, uh, Chris Evans, uh, uh, I don't know what any my top four man crushes. The fact that I have four sad, but let's just say you do that, right? You put all four. I still would be like, yeah, but you're still rebooting the Ghostbusters, so fuck you. I, I will say, as much as we don't need another Ghostbusters movie, I'd rather see this reboot than Ghostbusters three. I mean, without without yeah, having I, lost Bill Murray, without uh, Harold Ramis. Yeah, no, uh, that's that's true. Dan Aykroyd wrote and directed Nothing But Trouble, so nope. And uh, <laughs> so you didn't like Nothing But Trouble. <laughs> Did you see it as a kid? Because it's one of those movies that if you watch as a kid, you like, but if you watch it as an adult, it's stupid. well. Look, even as a kid, I thought it was questionable. It yeah. Was, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if you could have a guilty pleasure as a child, but that would have been one because yeah. it is so, such a weird-ass movie. So if they're going to make another Ghostbusters movie, as much as I don't think we need one, I'd rather see this than Ghostbusters 3. I, and I'm just going to say this. It's clear that it's not going to do well because Dan Aykroyd has already gone back to doing insurance commercials as Conehead. So somebody's really trying to get that paycheck right now. Yeah. 
You haven't seen that? No. Yeah, the new State Farm commercial. Jane Curtin. Is, 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 yeah, both of them. And they're, it, they're doing some stupid conehead. I was like, oh, God damn it. And, and um, it's the commercial where um, the, in the original commercial, it's the guy and he's talking to a State Farm agent at 3 in the morning and his oh, wife okay. comes yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's that one, but then they substitute in the coneheads and they speak. They have the same basically dialogue, but in yeah. conehead speak. So yeah, just, it's just redid the commercial yeah. with them. That's but it, yeah. the, Jake from Steak Farm is the same guy. It's same. <laughs> it's you know. probably just the same clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it was. Yeah, it is. It was. <laughs> they Jake just put from in... State Farm. Yeah. As long as he's getting royalties off that, I guess. I mean, look, and not having to go back yep. in and refilm. It's uh, you can tell. It's just a preemptive strike because you know he's not going to make shit on Ghostbusters. Do you think? You, do you think that when they redid that, he called up uh, Dan Aykroyd and was like, "Hey, put me in Ghostbusters." Put me there. Oh wow! Yeah, but I mean, they're never going to stop. They're, yeah, they're never not. Stop because they're not, and it's very unfortunate. Because all these franchises have such a fan base and people that you know nostalgia, right? That's why they use the name, and they're doing all these stupid reboots. Yeah, you know, and that's why you wind up. Well, with, they're even doing with it with TV called too. The Karate Kid that <laughs> don't have karate in the fucking movie. <laughs> I really wanted them to make Karate Kid too, where he goes. Uh, since in the in the uh, remake of Karate Kid, he was now in Japan or whatever. Mm-hmm. I wish they had done a Karate Two where he goes to America and just flipped it like they. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then I really wanted Willow to Willow Smith to uh, reboot the next Karate Kid franchise. <laughs> Those were my hopes for that. It, they just take over the whole thing. It's, it's yeah. never too late. Yeah, <laughs> don't put it by him. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, and it's it's unfortunate because they're uh, look Hollywood's never been keen on original ideas. It's not like this is the first time uh, reboots have been a thing. Like that's always been a thing. Um, but I feel like there's just an overload of them. Uh, and it's just getting to be a little bit out of hand, especially when there's so many really good television shows that's like original programming or really great source material that's awesome. And there's still like every show that had any kind of success in the last 10 years or 20 years are like, guys, Prison Break Revival. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone? Eh? Anyone? I there's hear it's coming back. I yes. hear it's coming back. Yes. Prison Break. X Files, Heroes, uh, yeah, but what, Heroes. Like, why does why, why? does why does Prison Break need to be brought back? Because it already was. You mean on, you on mean the that, Flash? I, <laughs> that right? one season, that one season show that was Prison Break that got extended into three yeah. somehow. Yeah. We broke yeah. out, then we broke back in. But somebody really likes those guys because, like, the fact that the one dude was Captain Cold, and then they brought in the brother from that uh, show to yeah. play his buddy on that. It's just it's weird. They're that great chemistry, man. I guess. I, yeah, sure. it's like, but it's, it's like, like Belushi and anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and when I say when I say Belushi, I'm of course speaking of Jim. <laughs> um, real quick, one of our listeners, uh, Ali Sanders, asked, "Is it true if there was a Deadpool clip and or Easter egg in the Ant Man movie?" Um, I'm going to say, to my recollection, there was no Deadpool clip or Easter egg. There was a lot of of what you, I guess what you could count as Easter eggs, but not like anything, I think, Deadpool related. Well, and, well could um, they, given Fox's ownership of Deadpool? Yeah, that's, I don't think they can. Um, so I'm going to say no on that, unless like Marvel just did it so cleverly that Fox wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, uh, and if they did, like I missed it too. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's funny. But, uh, yeah, no, it's still, it is really good and there's a lot of good, uh, like they do with any any of the the characters that they do, they they sprinkle in lots of Easter eggs that refer to the comics, right? And they make little jokes, and so it's stuff that you get. If you get it, you're like, yeah. And if you don't get it, it doesn't 
yeah. really detract from the movie at all. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing it, uh, now. Um, just cause it has, I, I'm still going in with like the same expectation. I'm not expecting it to be like the most amazing movie ever. Um, but it, it really has done well as far as like everybody that's seen it has been like, Oh yeah, that was a lot better than I thought. Um, you're not the only one, like anybody I've heard that has like reported back, all of them have been like, yeah, it's not nearly as bad as you might think. Like, even if you don't want to see it, you should check it out cause it's good. So excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Way to kill the conversation, Derek. God damn it, Mike. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to go. So do you have any other uh, any other news that you want to just mention and then not talk about? And make him do all the work? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I can find something. Um, <laughs> give me a second. <laughs> um, no. Do you have, a, you have a good solid 4G LTE signal right yeah, now? Yeah. The signal is strong in the studio, can guys. We, let's, you know, let's talk about something that's very current right now. The fact that it's raining outside and everyone's <laughs> losing their fucking minds. Oh, my God. That's like Southern California. Dude. It, I, they, uh, act, they act like it's that scene in the day after tomorrow. It's so. The ocean is, that tidal wave is coming in over New York. I, I, should, I should have taken a picture of my coworkers today. But I just didn't want to be. I didn't want to participate in in the idiocy. But I'm not. I'm not even exaggerating. Ten of my coworkers, and there was eleven of us working, so I was the only one that didn't do it. Ten of them walked up to the front door as soon as it started pouring and started taking pictures and recording video like it was some mystical magic falling from the sky, like they'd never seen it before in their life. And I was like, the fuck? Are we cavemen? What is happening right now? I blame Tony, 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 the R&B group, because <laughs> they did that song, It Never Rains in Southern California. So... So blame them. Uh, actually, no. I'm going to blame Millie Vanilli because they told me to blame it on the rain in the first <laughs> place. So, But that's okay, guys. Uh, I'm only happy when it rains. So, well, You got any more? You got any more up your sleeve? No. Shit. No, I stop at garbage. You don't, sorry. Are you saying you don't have any candy-coated rain? <laughs> like a new edition says, can you stand the rain? <laughs> Missy Elliott said no. No, she can't stand the rain. <laughs> and more importantly, when you were out in the rain, did you bring your umbrella? Ella, <laughs> Ella? Oh, that was a fantastic way to end a good run of bad musical puns. And now we're going to see it on the fucking weatherman now. Some asshole in some local TV station is going to steal our thunder. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> And it's hot rain, too. That's the <laughs> yeah, worst. Yeah, oh, God. Which hot rain sounds like a bad 90s action movie starring Christian Slater. <laughs> what, what was that? What was hard rain. rain. Hard rain. Hard yeah. rain? Yeah. 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 But it was, it, was a good, it was a good reach. It was a good reach. <laughs> yeah. It was similar. Hot, hot rain was the hot sequel. Rain, hard, yeah. yeah, hot rain straight to DVD or video in the why 90s. Do I feel like, why do I feel like hot rain is the title of the sequel to Strip Tease? <laughs> Just feel like I just feel like Nomi would be dancing to some song called Hot Rain. <laughs> Strip tease to Hot Rain. That sounds amazing. Yeah, but they're gonna wait ten years to make it. Yeah, right. And still use Demi Moore. <laughs> still use Demi Moore. That'll be awkward. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They're doing amazing things with computer technology. That, that is days. true. <laughs> they found a dead body in her pool, by the way, uh, in uh, De- Demi Moore's pool. Recently? Yeah, it was on the it was on TMZ today. Really? Yeah. 
body found in Demi Moore's pool. I was like, Demi Moore's dead? First off, um, more importantly, why were you watching TMZ? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it was, it was, uh, I was on the website, not, oh, okay. the, not the show. No, so why right. I'm not going to waste yeah, my time. Yeah, yeah why were you? Yeah. Well, I want to know what's going on in the 12-mile uh, zone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so a body um, in a pool. Okay, and it were, it's confirmed it was not Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> no, it was not. Shit. Okay, well, I then know. I don't care. Just trying to revitalize punked. Yeah. <laughs> no! <laughs> she kills him. <sighs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. rainy rain. <laughs> yeah. It is, it's amazing how much people just lose their shit when it rains. Um, and well, I still just don't understand the yeah. fascination with it. Although, like, like, we definitely needed it. Oh, you for sure. I mean? Like, I forgot with the whole drought, there's all these like restrictions on what day you can water, when you can water, yeah. how long you can water, what type of water you use. <laughs> like, I'm just watering the lawn with milk right now. <laughs> um, but, You're getting an extra Diet Coke and yeah. then just spreading it over your grass lawn. Yeah, so it's. Oh, well, hey, buddy, I think uh, we've got a phone call on the line. What? Yes. Is, 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 this, is this our special guest for the evening? It is our special guest for the evening. Oh, well, hello. You're on the air with the Jack of All Nerds. Well, I don't know if I'm your special guest for tonight, but uh, this is Doug Jones calling. Hi. Hello, hello Doug. I wanted to squeal like a little girl. Yeah, I almost I did. Just... I almost did. I moved away from the microphone, actually. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for, for taking some time out of your evening to, to call us. This is, uh, this is an amazing opportunity, and we're very excited to be oh, talking well, with you. Ple- pleasure is mine. Thank you for finding me radio worthy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've done everything else, Doug. So yeah, like, this is uh, yeah, this is new for you. Maybe I don't know. Probably not. But <laughs> let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, my my dad always told me I had a face for radio, so I, I'm not sure what he meant by that. <laughs> oh, so Doug, uh, for for those, I mean, we already kind of talked you up a little bit earlier, but. Uh, for those that are just joining us, for those of you that are just joining us here on the Jack of All Nerds, Mr. Doug Jones, actor, thespian, if you will, um, you've been in basically every everything that's awesome ever. Uh, can I say that? You can say it even if it's not true, but oh, thank you. It's, it's oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's true. No, it's it's completely <laughs> true. Falling yeah. Skies, uh, you're in Currently, which I, I love that series, by the way. And, um, yes. I had a Thank very you. professional question to ask you regarding your role on the show. Yeah. Um, what does Mira Sorvino smell like? Does she smell <laughs> lovely? Because she, I have a big crush on her. She doesn't know it, but we're, we're destined to be together someday. <laughs> oh, Mira Sorvino smells like a morning in springtime. Uh, I knew it. I, I knew ever since Mimic. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. Right. <laughs> and you know, you know, she and I share mimic in common. That's the that yeah. movie I, I worked with uh, Guillermo del Toro as one of his bug guys. Yeah. That was actually, uh, we were, we were kind of just looking at your repertoire. I, I've actually, both of us have been fans of your work. Um, but then we, you know, we were just looking at your filmography and we were just like, yeah. what? We didn't realize how long we've yeah. been fans of your Yeah. Work. We had no idea. Uh, you know, all the way back from, you know, Hocus Pocus and, and, you know, these, even Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's crazy. You've done amazing things. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Very kind of you. I, I, wow. I, uh, uh, I, I never, I never sit here and think of, of my career until you, you, until you mention it all, listing things off like Hocus Pocus and Batman Returns. Uh, Batman Returns was my first time in a studio film ever. Uh, 
with Warner Brothers. It was like, <clears throat> like you know, my first time working with a. I had I'd done a couple of horror films before that, but but this was like Batman frickin' Returns. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like on my way to work, they were announcing on the radio that Batman Returns begins filming tonight in Hollywood. You know, I was like, wow, wow. <laughs> They're announcing that we're even filming. It's not even out yet. So uh, I figured I figured we were on a pretty big project then. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's, a, it's such a treat to, to be a. To be the the goofy guy on film that I've been. <laughs> now you it's a you started as a contortionist, correct? That's that's where it all began. Well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that I I started as a contortionist. You didn't, you didn't come I, out the I, room I, that way. <laughs> no, no, I've always been able to put my legs behind my head. It's kind of like my my one my one party trick. Uh, <laughs> and depending on the party, can go a long way. You know what I'm <laughs> but um, but no, but I I. Uh, uh, you know, just it's something I have very flexible legs, and so uh, it's it's on my resume. But I I started more. I think the the talent that I had to develop was uh, the mime. I started as, as a mime mm. in college, being a tall, lanky fellow who had to move well and uh, wear you know wear the white makeup on my face and a black leotard and like make things happen without verbal dialogue. That was that was really my true training ground for the c- career I ended up having, which I did not see coming. Mm. Well, at what point did you? Did you know that you wanted to, you know, I mean, if you kind of fell into the acting, like, at what point did you know that that's what you wanted to do? Well, um, though, I know I wanted to be an actor since I was a, a wee kid um, back in uh, in Indiana. Um, you know, I was a very tall, skinny, goofy child. And uh, when you when you're trying to fit in in the Midwest. Uh, the other kids don't let you if you're not normal. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, so I found solace in in the characters that, that I would see on TV, like uh, like Barney Fife played by Don Knotts on, mm-hmm. on the Andy, uh, Andy Griffith show, mm-hmm. or anybody on the Lucy show, like uh, I Love Lucy or whatever whatever incarnation of her show she had on at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Carol Burnett. Uh, that whole gang, mm-hmm. uh, anything Jerry Lewis or Danny Kaye did in movies, uh, you know, um, Gomer Pyle, Gilligan's Island, just, any of those shows where there was a goofy character but as a centerpiece, uh, that gave me inspiration that maybe there was a place for me in this world and a reason for me looking like I did and, and, and being as animated and goofy as I was. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that, that never, that, that dream of being, on screen with those people that I fell in love with, you know, if, if my friends are on TV, then I must be on TV one day. <laughs> and it's like, I never lost the dream because of that. I think they, they, they were early inspiration for me. How did the, how did getting into acting develop into, um, doing all of the, the creature work? Right. Well, uh, all right. For those, for those listening who, I don't think we've actually established for those listening who don't know who Doug Jones is. And there's probably a, just a blue ton of you. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, I am the tall, skinny, goofy guy who plays a lot of, of creatures in prosthetic makeups in movies like Hellboy, uh, as the blue fish guy Abe Sapien, or in the, the Fantastic Four sequel, mm-hmm. I was the Silver Surfer. Uh, in Pan's Labyrinth, I was both Pan the Fawn and uh, uh, the Pale Man, mm-hmm. eyes in my hands. Uh, Hocus Pocus, I was Billy Butcherson, the dead zombie guy who was kind of goofy and floppy. Um, and uh, and on Falling Skies currently, I'm Cochise, the uh, the kind, gentle-hearted Volm alien who's helping the humans fight back the bad aliens on the show. Uh, so this career took me by complete surprise because I came out to Hollywood in 1985 thinking that I would be 
an, a goofy guy on a sitcom, like those ones I just mentioned that I fell in love with. Sure. I, you know, uh, so that's kind of how I marketed myself, was tall, skinny, goofy, white guy. Um, and I started doing TV commercials, and my agents were sending me out for anything that was nerdy and offbeat and quirky. Uh, but with the mime background and the tall, skinny shape and the contorting and the physical, uh, my agents also sent me out for anything that came to the breakdowns that had physical comedy or pratfalls or uh, uh, costume work or mm. heavy makeups. Uh, they, they would send me out for all that knowing that I might have an expertise that, that could lead to that. Uh, so the first job I booked uh, that got me into the Screen Actors Guild was uh, as a dancing mummy on a Southwest Airlines commercial. Oh. So that was rather boating of things to come. Uh, so I, I booked another couple commercials. I, I did a, I did a nerdy guy for uh, for uh, Bob's Big Boy, a restaurant chain, and um, then I did an alien uh, character for the Pamela doll, which was a World of Wonder toy, big national commercial. And the creature effects makeup guy that may turn me into an alien was Steve Neal. And uh, uh, so Steve Neal um, then also created the Moonhead that that I ended up getting cast for to wear in the Mac Tonight campaign for McDonald's. What? what? Yes, I was the I was Mac. I was the the crescent moon headed guy with sunglasses on that sang at a piano going when the clock strikes hey happens this babe. Get um, out of here! I still have a. A figure of him on a motorcycle that had gotten a happy. You meal. would have right. There was a whole a whole toy collection in the Happy Meals. Yes. <laughs> Again, everything awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. So that I that, worked at McDonald's for seven years and ten months because of Mac tonight. <laughs> oh, precious! I actually did work well, there for seven years and ten months. That's true. Story. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, uh, uh, well, thank you. Um, and uh, the that campaign though actually was what marked me. Uh, in the creature effects world, because um, a lot of people in the creature effects uh, shops around LA, we would borrow somebody for. We did thirty. We did twenty-seven commercials in a three-year period um, with me as that character. So, so Steve Neal borrowed people from other shops when they weren't working uh, to come and help us on a commercial or two. Mm-hmm. So, I ended up meeting quite a few creature effects makeup people through that commercial campaign and they would go back to the, the shop they were working at, whether it was Rick Baker's or Greg Canham's or Tony Gardner's or, uh, or Mike Elizalde or, or, or all these, all the, you know, Stan Winston studios. That, so my name started getting passed around those big creature shops um, as a tall, skinny guy who moves well and doesn't complain in the makeup, which is a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Apparently I, when you've got diva actors, they're like, get this off me. <laughs> it's going to take how long? Right, 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 exactly. So, um, so that was, uh, that was kind of like my calling card then. Mm. Um, and, uh, and I ended up, uh, uh, getting referred for one job after another in the creature effects world until, um, you know, I worked very consistently through, for almost 20 years. And, uh, and then in, um, 2002, uh, well, in, well, in 1997, I met Guillermo del Toro briefly on just doing three days of pickup shooting in Los Angeles for Mimic, which was actually shot mm-hmm. in Toronto, but you know, they were doing their, their pickup shots in LA. Yeah. I just came in and put the bug suit on for a couple of days and, uh, and met Guillermo del Toro through that. And, um, uh, then five years later is when the creature shop, uh, spectral motion headed up by Mike Elizalde, uh, and then Steve Wang, the creature designer 
and uh, Jose Fernandez, who uh, sculpted the maquette for Abe Sapien for the first Hellboy movie. Mm. Um, they were inviting Guillermo del Toro, the director of the first Hellboy movie and the second, uh, to come into the shop and have a, a final approval on the design of Abe Sapien. And when he walked in and they unveiled this, this sculpture uh, of what the character would look like to him, he fell to his knees and he said, Oh, he talked to the, to the statue and said, you are so beautiful and I am so fat. <laughs> uh, so it was a way of saying what a, what a, what a beautiful thin creature, I think. So, uh, so he, uh, uh, so they ended up calling me and that's how the first Hellboy happened for me. Mm-hmm. And that really cinched up my relationship with, uh, with Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. David, we get, we learned quite an understanding of each other. Uh, and and we found a shorthand as actor director that uh, that very few can find and 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 just really clicked. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's when he came back for me for Pan's Labyrinth, uh, and then again for Hellboy Two, The Golden Army, and then again for Crimson Peak, which comes out this October sixteenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I play a couple of ghost ladies for him in that, and uh, it's, it's going to be a gorgeous film, by the way. And uh, also, I play, um, I'm a recurring ancient vampire on The Strain, his TV series. Yeah, which is a book. fantastic TV show. Again, another uh, one of those things where I was like, oh my God, he's in that too. Right. So the, the list goes on. Yeah. Uh, and uh, hopefully, and we have, you know, there's things in development that he's told me about that will hopefully be happening in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. So let, let's hope we do. Right. Well, uh, we have some questions from some of our listeners, uh, if you don't mind me asking. Sure, sure. Hit All me. All right. Uh, well, this and this question comes from uh, Mr. Ken Murdoch from Down the Road Show, actually. So um, he wants to know, what is your favorite role not in makeup that your fans should know about? Ooh, that's very nice to hear. Thank, thank you, Ken Cal Murdoch, for asking that. Um, my favorite character a human i've ever played is a is a guy named jerry i played jerry in a movie called my name is jerry uh a sweet little independent film uh which is a a a charming dramedy i would call it and it uh i played a middle-aged white guy going through a midlife crisis which i am and have done (laughs) so so i totally understood the character it was written specifically for me by uh by a young film student who actually graduated went back home to indiana and then wrote this movie for me um after we'd worked together on his final project for for college his thesis short film uh he actually was inspired to write a movie for me and um so my name is Jerry has become just a really a, 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 a signature piece for me personally as a human being. Uh, uh, he uh, Jerry is, is it really charms me to watch him. Um, so my name is Jerry. You can find it. Uh, I believe it's on YouTube in its entirety. Uh, you might have to log in with your username on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find it on the Hulu uh, Hulu the free version with commercials uh, even mm-hmm. and um, uh, and or on DVD if you do an Amazon uh, search for it. So mm-hmm. uh, that's well worth it. And, and speaking of Ken Cal Murdoch, thank you for asking the question. But he also, <laughs> uh, he's also the one responsible for me being on your show tonight. He's he is, yes. Up together. He's a beautiful And he's man. also responsible for getting me uh, uh, to as a guest at uh, uh, the Ventura Comic Con coming yes. up in, um, I believe it's in, in August, if yes, I'm not correct. Which he had, a, he had a follow-up question for you, which was how excited for <laughs> Ventura Comic Con are you? 
Am I? Oh, well, there you go. Well, I'm very excited, number one, because I was invited to attend uh, uh, Ventura Comic Con last year in August and had to leave uh, early uh, for Canada because I, I was filming my last season of Falling Sky. Mm. So, uh, so I was, um, I was, unfortunately, I was about 1,100 miles away and couldn't make it back in time to, to do the, uh, the weekend. So yeah. this year I'm looking very forward to, to having, having the weekend that I, that I owed him from last year. Um, so, uh, and I can't wait. This will be my first time doing a convention in that particular region of, of the country. Uh, I've done LA shows before and I've done Sacramento and I've, but I've mm. never done, you know, farther up the coast a bit. Yeah, uh, just right there on the beach. Ventura. Uh, so, so I think the, the folks from the central coast, uh, will have easier access to get there than they would to coming all the way to Anaheim or right. LA or, uh, mm. so that, that'll be a, a new crowd for me to meet in person. And I really do love conventions like this. Most I, I I look very forward to them, and I know not every actor does, but I really do. Um, I the fans who who would come to a show like that and would stand in line to meet an actor from a TV show or a film. Uh, those are the people that help me buy my house. So <laughs> I do feel I owe them. You know, I owe them a hug and a, and a photo op. And let, let's yes, yeah. take that selfie. Come on, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, you're just adding reasons for me to like you, Doug. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, thank you. Well, we will be there as well, and we're we're looking forward to hopefully getting to meet you in person as well. So. Yes. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Oh, good, oh, good. Well, make sure and let, let remind me who who you are because I haven't seen your face yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna show up in makeup, so uh, we, we okay. will actually be there in makeup. Yeah, actually, he will. <laughs> I will. I'll be uh, in my Joker makeup. So there you go. Oh, a Joker man. Okay, so. I do, and, like, then, and then uh, you're the only one dressing up betwixt the, the two of you. We uh, have a we have a mashup. It's it's actually Star Trek: The Next Generation yeah. mixed with DC villains. So he is Jordy uh, Ri- Riddler. Sure, we'll go with that one. And uh, I would be like the Joker version of Q from the J Continuum. J from the J Continuum, I guess, yeah. is the best way to explain it. So yeah. it's a oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. But mine mine doesn't require makeup. It's just a visor. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's still, a little bit. It still makes you unrecognizable. It, it does. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> but we're hard to miss. Oh, awesome. So. Awesome. Well, that, that that talk about a mashup, indeed. Those are two different worlds altogether. Yeah, it's actually it's a lot of fun. His uh, his girlfriend Jojo actually uh, made the costumes for us. Um, so she uh-huh. got all the all the stuff and put them all together and mm-hmm. uh, yeah they were a huge hit and she has a question for you oh. Mr Jones uh, oh okay uh, because of uh, because of how often you have to play characters where you're in makeup and stuff like that she was wondering if uh, if you actually enjoy things like Halloween or or dressing up just outside of the realm of having to work. Um, or if it's you know or if having right. to dress up all the time has made it to where you don't like to do that kind of thing. <laughs> but I, I think I think you just answered my question for me. Uh, I, um, I no, I get asked about Halloween all the time. In fact, that's the number one comment I get on a on a film or TV set when I'm working in a costume is like people come up and say, Oh my gosh, you must love Halloween. <laughs> and my answer is, Oh, oh heck no. Uh, I love yeah. the holiday. And what I, what I love about Halloween myself is answering the door with a bowl of candy in a t-shirt. You know what I'm <laughs> we call those people not smart, by the way. Yeah. What? yeah. <laughs> no, no, but I, I, I do, I do. I love looking at, uh, I, I love just doing the old, 
old-fashioned thing of, of being the, 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 the old guy down the street with a bowl of candy that says, Oh, hello, kids, come on. Here's your candy bar, and oh, what a nice costume. You must be an angel. Oh, I see. Yeah, you know, yeah. I love that. Do you, do you actually talk in that voice? I hope you do. <laughs> it helps. It helps. The kids like it better, Sure. They're like, well, he doesn't. He's not in a costume, but at least his accent is cool. All right, I'll take your right. candy. <laughs> Come here, young fella. Go, little girl. You look beautiful as a witch. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to go to his house on Halloween and just, like, take a kid with me. And, like, go hear him talk. Go. Go. Right, right, right. right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, uh, actually, one of our other listeners uh, just wanted to let you know, uh, her name is Allie Sanders. She said she loved watching you teaching all the puppet actors on Jim Henson's Creature Workshop. I think uh, Actually, it was Face Off on the Sci-Fi oh, okay. Channel. Uh, I was a guest judge, and mm-hmm. before, before the final showing of the makeups for the competition that night, I went to the makeup lab earlier in the day and met all the models that would be wearing these makeups and uh, kind of had to size up very quickly what their creature was for the day and how I might uh, move in the, myself and how I, and I've had to inspire all these models on what to do in their makeups. It was very intimidating for me, but thank you so much for, uh, for thinking I did an okay job with that. <laughs> she said, she says you're an amazing actor and, uh, and I guess she didn't know that you, uh, that you were on the strain, but, uh, that she's yeah. impressed. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> uh, one of, uh, uh, on the strain, too, uh, if I could clarify, too, on the strain, not only am I one of the uh, the leader, the middle one of the ancients. The, uh, the ancient vampires have been like on pedestals in a in a in a yes in a formation of the three of us, and I'm the middle one. Um, you would have seen us um, stepping down off the pedestals for the first time uh, in our episode last week, which is the season opener mm-hmm. and uh, season two opener. And we kind of had dinner with some poor little naked guy in the middle of the room. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on him. Um, also, in addition to that, earlier in the episode, uh, the, very, the, the episode one of season two opens with a flashback scene, what they call the prologue, uh, which shows uh, it's a flashback to um, uh, like the early 1900s where you would see uh, how the master became the master. Mm. And um, there was an old golem-like shriveled up vampire guy uh, in the in a cave uh, that infected the, the new master with he was just a person it was played by Robert Maillet the big tall guy that plays the master on the show yeah um, it's it showed him as a human and uh, and he was on the uh, he came into a cave hunting me down wanting to, wanting to kill me and uh, and it ended up that I I turned the tables on him and uh, you know, sp- open my jaw up and spit out, you know, venom and, and worms and whatever I, I infected him with. And, uh, and kind of my spirit passed on to his body. So that's, mm. uh, that was how the master became the master. So, Ooh, yeah. so that old shriveled up, gross looking original master was also played by me in, in last week's episode. <laughs> it, it was a great creepy scene with the, all the worms, the thousands of oh, worms. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Uh, utterly it was great. Disgusting. It was great. Um, when, what is your favorite role to play, I guess, or do you enjoy when you get the chance to play outside of the makeup? Cause like you were on, um, both arrow and the flash this last season and no makeup, which was amazing to get to see your face. Yeah. yeah do you, do you enjoy that kind of thing or? Um, oh, I mean, very much. I, I had a, a wonderful time, um, on arrow and the flash as uh, I played the same character on both shows. I was introduced on arrow as 
DC Comics supervillain Deathbolt, also mm-hmm. known as Jake Simmons, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I crossed over to do an episode of The Flash as the same character, and we're not sure if they killed me off or not at the end of that one. So uh, uh, you you'll have to look at episode one twenty two of The Flash and see for yourself if I'm dead or not. I uh, I the jury's out. They, even, the even writers want to bring me back if they could. Even if you're dead, it's it's a comic book universe. Like, yeah, no one's ever really dead. There's, there's always a way. <laughs> That's what they say. That's right. Uh, before you move on to questions, I, I do want to um, give a shout. One of our other listeners uh, wanted to let you know um, that uh, she is going to be attending uh, cinema makeup school, um, uh-huh. and you're a guest speaker there. Uh, have, have done, yes. Have been, yes. So she's she just she's going to attend there. Her name's Olivia Grace, um, and she just wanted me to tell you she's a huge fan, um, and she's going to be going to that school uh, in the fall. Oh, terrific. Well, hello, Olivia, and thank you so much for uh, for saying hi, and you, uh, you picked a really good place to go. Um, uh, a friend of mine, Lee Joyner, uh, is a big shot there, and, and I know a lot of makeup artists who have come out of there. In fact, I just did a short film recently called Olive, which uh, is a beautiful post-apocalyptic film uh, about uh, me as the last man on Earth, and the only other living thing with me uh, in my shelter is an olive plant. So I have this beautiful relationship with this olive plant, but it's very, very sentimental and very touching little story and my makeup artist for that was a graduate from cinema makeup school so uh so i have nothing but good to say about that place awesome uh one more i i don't want to keep bombarding you with questions but i got one final question uh, and then we'll probably have to get to our uh, commercial break but um for mr bat rivera wanted to know what do you do to pass the time in the makeup chair Right. Another very, very common question and a very common, uh, for good reason. You do wonder when you're in makeup for five to seven hours on, on some various creatures. Um, uh, well, day after day, uh, you just, you get to know your makeup artist very well. And, mm. and I've, I've never had a makeup artist I didn't like because we're, we're all made of cut from the same cloth in a way. Lovers of creatures and things. So we laugh a lot. We tell stories and jokes and we also, uh, listen to music and thank heaven for laptops and YouTube. Um, uh, and my favorite thing to look at on YouTube is uh, I get a good chuckle out of talking cat videos or cats who meow funny and they subtitle it with with dialogue that is like so not right. You keep it really simple, Internet. <laughs> kind of do. Kind of keep it simple. That's funny. That, I mean, there's really only two things the Internet was originally created for, and one of them is cat videos. Right. The other one we can't mention if this is a family show. It's not, but it, you know, but yes, I think we all know what the other one is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Now, uh, uh, now, are, are we, uh, we, are we broadcasting? Is this a West Coast uh, show? It is. Yes. Right. There you go. Well, so, uh, so now be sure everybody, uh, in about an hour from now, uh, will be the, the 10 o'clock airing of Falling Skies mm-hmm. on the TNT network. Yep. And, uh, I, um, I am, uh, it's a big night for my character, Cochise. Uh, the, the writers really knocked it out of the park for me on this episode. Uh, it looks like the beginning of the show. I can tell you that, uh, I announced that my life is about to end and you have to see what happens with that. And my father, uh, also played by me on the show, uh, was um, uh, will be landing with the mothership, uh, at my request. And, um, and so we'll see what, how it plays out with that. Cause I also, if, if you've been following Falling Skies, I have some daddy issues. I have some unresolved <laughs> uh, issues with my father character. And he doesn't want me to be on earth helping the humans. And I, I insist that I stay against his wishes. So we work that out tonight a little bit. 
Nice. Cochise is a boss. Yeah. On yeah. the show, he really is. Do you get to do the, the the voice for the character too, or is it just the motion of the character? No, no, I, I do the voice as well. I, uh, uh, I, you know, I like to be thought of as an actor because I do it all, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as any other actor would do. So uh, I've been voiced over a couple of times, and I and I, I it's not my favorite thing to happen. So my yeah. contracts actually yeah. protect me from that happening now. Oh wow! Um, so I. Um, I uh, I did, uh, but now a lot of times my voice will be treated in post production. Mm. So with coaches, they do they do lower it a little bit and maybe add a slight echo effect. Uh, yeah, it's, it, they they treat it less in post production this season than they have the previous two seasons I've been on the show. Mm-hmm. So it does sound a bit more natural now and a bit more like me. You can hear me in there somewhere. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm loving coaches more now than ever. That's awesome, and uh, yeah, and this obviously it's the it's the final season of the show and. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, and this is one that they, I mean, I think they planned to end it here. So, you know, sometimes the show gets canceled and it's just like, Oh, how did it end? But I think this is one that was like a planned ending. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to get to see this beautiful storyline wrapped up in, uh, exactly how they want to. And I'm really looking forward to it because I love the show. And and that's a luxury. That's totally a luxury when you get to, uh, when, you know, the writers know going in that this is our final season, so they can write you to a, a proper close. And uh, instead of just being canceled and, oops, we're done. Um, right. So uh, so this this was, I, I can tell you, if you're a follower and a fan of Falling Skies, you will be satisfied with the final episode. All your questions will be answered. Why did the Ashveni bad aliens uh, invade Earth in the first place? That will be answered for you. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I love the show, and it's got it's a huge following because it's it is one of the best shows on TNT. Like it really, it, it's it's an amazing <laughs> well, show. You. Yeah, so thank you. It's very kind. Well, you know, Steven Spielberg is our executive producer. It does have his thumbprint on it. Uh, very cinematic <laughs> and very uh, and very and even my alien character uh, of all the aliens on the show, mine is the most human like and the most uh, you know. Um, He's most accessible, uh, so and he looks sort of like an, a grown-up, filled-out ET. A little you know? bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, like I said, we do have to take a commercial break, just coming up here shortly. But are there any other projects that you have coming up uh, that you can talk about? Because I know sometimes uh, you, they keep it under contract where you can't talk about yeah, it right, right now. But is there anything no, coming no. out that you can talk about that you want to? Yeah, uh, all is good. Uh, yes, um, uh, if you've heard of the Slender Man character from the internet, um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I play an, a character inspired by Slender Man called The Operator in a movie called Always Watching, a Marble Hornets story. Um, Always Watching is coming out on DVD uh, uh, August 4th, and it's also available right now on video on demand, whether it's iTunes, Amazon, or your Xbox, or whatever. Um, so uh, if you look for Always Watching, a Marble Hornet's story, you'll see me as the Slender Man-inspired character named the, uh, called the Operator. Um, and and, and I'm not, of course, don't forget to look for Crimson Peak in theaters October mm-hmm. 16th. Uh, I'll be playing two of the of the many ghost ladies in the movie, and my, my scenes are pivotal and very important to the story. Yes, awesome. And, uh, of course, everyone, don't forget to check out uh, your official site, the DougJonesExperience.com. As well, correct. Yes, uh, and you can also follow me on Twitter or Instagram uh, at actor Doug Jones, or find my my verified uh, uh, fan page on on Facebook, uh, also Tumblr and LinkedIn. And, uh, <laughs> so I'm all over. <laughs> You're LinkedIn? <laughs> no Great. way! Send me an invite, yeah. and I'll ignore it. <laughs> it's the deal. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, like, like we all do. Yeah, right. Every time someone's like, I want to add you to my... No, no, I, I'm not. Yeah. No. Sure, <laughs> add sure. me to your Google Plus. Yeah. Um, so, Doug, thank you so much again for yes. giving us a call here. This is an amazing treat for us. Yeah, it's been awesome. We're huge fans of, of well, all of your work. All mine. Thank you know, Thank you so much for having me. And uh, and uh, thank you so much. And I, hope, and I can't wait to see you guys in Ventura at Ventura Comic Con at the end of August. Yeah, That's we look right. forward to it. That's right. Okay, it's a deal. All right, sir. You have a good evening. Uh, big love for you guys. Thanks. Have a good night. Bye. All right, everybody. That was actor Doug Jones. Yeah. And uh, Blaine's in the house. Hey! hey, you know what? I got here just in time, dude. I love Falling Skies. I feel like I like I liked Falling Skies before it was cool to like Falling Skies. <laughs> like that first season. Like yep. I was like, God, oh, this is great, man. You know. So yeah, I that is that's. That's huge, man, to hear that hear that guy, you know, talk about uh, his role at Cochise. And I'm glad that they're gonna they're gonna solve some of those questions, you know. That I hate when shows end like that. He he hit the nail they're, on the head. They're, they're, no, they're just gonna end it like uh, Lost. They're just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it's actually time travel. It was like, wait, what? What? Get the fuck out of here! You know, every now and then when you have like a really bad day and you're like, you sit back and you're like, why am I even here? Like, what's this life in this world all about? Like, I think about finding guys like the writers of Lost and going. And killing them. It's <laughs> so, like they got to be careful because you know, like with like interest rates and college loans and stuff. There's a lot of angry, pissed off people out there. They got to wrap up some of these shows properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they they had time. They made. I feel like they probably made the decision. Like, hey, let's end it at uh, six seasons or something like that. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's what uh, um, uh, Vince Gilligan did with with Breaking Bad too. He was like, that's it. I'm. This is. Yeah. And it was genius. Yeah. There was a yeah. That was... Yeah, because there's some storylines that may be awesome, but you just can't keep milking them forever. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and it, as much as it breaks your heart, it's better to see him end on a high note than drag it through the. Yeah. Mud. Right. So. Um, but yeah, it's time for our, actually, this is our first commercial break of the night because, um, we, uh, we had Doug Jones, Doug Jones on the phone. Yeah. And, uh, you don't take commercial breaks during Doug Jones though. No, no, you don't. Cause, cause he will find you. And, you, and yeah, when, you, when Cochise wants to talk, <laughs> Cochise talks. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to be talking about some video game stuff, guys. So keep, keep tuned in. And if you want to join the conversation, give us a call 909-989-0789 or messages on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Jack of all nerds. We'll be right back. Singing along isn't just accepted, it's encouraged. Encouraged. <clears throat> just uh, not too loud. Thank you for your cooperation. ChaoticRadio.com The game is afoot. But Holmes, you've already captured Moriarty. Not here, Watson. I'm talking about over at the Dinner Detective, America's largest interactive murder mystery comedy dinner show where you can enjoy a delicious four-course plated dinner while you solve a hilarious murder case. And a tantalizing prize package awaits the top sleuth of the evening. Sounds like a good time, Watson. Pick us up some tickets. But how do I do such a thing, Holmes? It's elementary, Watson. Visit their website at www.thedinnerdetective.com or call them at the box office, 855-633-0080. Could I get that one more time, Holmes? Oh, Watson, 
The website again is www.thedinnerdetective.com and the box office number is 855-633-0080. And if you're picking up tickets for the Ontario location, use the promo code CRIME to receive a $5 discount. Well, I'll get right on it, Holmes. Excellent, old boy. I'll be here playing my violin. But Holmes... If you're looking for a fun night out, check out the Etiwanda Roadhouse. Located conveniently off the 210 Freeway in Day Creek at 12853 Highland Avenue in Rancho Cucamonga. For food and fun, it doesn't matter what day of the week it is, the Roadhouse has you covered. With happy hour all day Sunday through Tuesday. A lunch menu 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. And nightly food specials including Build-A-Burger Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, Wing Wednesdays, Thursday Steak Nights, and Barbecue Sundays featuring NFL Sunday Ticket on 14 flat screens. Oh, and did I forget to mention live music and dancing on Friday and Saturday nights? Check us out on Facebook for news and event information at facebook.com forward slash eRoadhouse. That's facebook.com forward slash eRoadhouse. The Etiwanda Roadhouse, a gathering spot since 1927. It's raw, it's uncensored, it's live 24-7. It's chaoticradio.com. Riddle me this, Batman. Where can I find the best selection of comic books in the Inland Empire? I'm not playing your twisted game, Nigma. Oh, just answer the question, Batsy, and we'll let you go. <laughs> yes, unless you think you have something to fear. You might want to find someone to write new riddles. The answer is Four Color Fantasy's comic book store in Rancho Cucamonga. They have the biggest selection of comics, graphic novels, and collectibles. For more information, visit them on the web at fourcolorfantasies.com or give them a call at 909-563-8751. Fourcolorfantasies.com, 909-563-8751. He got every detail correct. Well, who came up with this ridiculous question? You did. Oh, you're right. I guess we'll leave that to you next time. <laughs> oh, well, I guess we have to let him go. But I didn't get to use my fear toxin. All-American plumbing. Yo, this is Blaine from the Launchpad. Now look, there's no secret that my favorite place, my thinking place, is the bathroom. More specifically, the toilet. Now when you enjoy life like I do, occasionally the festivities of life tend to block things up. And I'm not just talking about me, I'm talking about my toilet. When this happens, and my trusty old plunger won't get the job done, I call Anthony with All-American Plumbing. All-American Plumbing. 855-893-3601. With All-American Plumbing, you get that user-fixer confidentiality that you demand. I can't be having the whole world know about the log jam I'm needing to pay to get cleared. Right now you're doing that I understand look because I know you do. 855-893-3601. Seriously though, we take our cars in for service, we see doctors for checkups, but we never do anything for our plumbing. You know why? Because we wait until it breaks. And when it does, and I assure you it will, having a trusted company like All American Plumbing on your side is a must. 24-7 response times, flat rate billing regardless of the time you call, straightforward answers that are going to get to the bottom of your problem. These are the things you're going to need. Anthony and the guys at All American Plumbing will give you that peace of mind. All American Plumbing, 855-893-3601. 
Their toll-free number again is 855-893-3601. That's 855-893-3601. Or find them on the web at aap-allamericanplumbing.com. That's aap-allamericanplumbing.com. All-American Plumbing. Oh, hi-ho, everyone. This is Kermit the Frog. You're listening to the Jack of All Nerds show on Chaotic Radio. Welcome back to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. Before the break, we were talking with actor Doug Jones. Most recently, you can find him on Falling Skies on TNT Sunday nights. It's the final season as Cochise. So if you're not watching that, it's a little late to get in the game, but do it anyway. <laughs> so. I'm behind the curve, guys. You, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm so happy that like he didn't fall victim to like the whole Redskin scandal. Like, like it's gonna be over before anybody can be like, oh, we can't call him Cochise. <laughs> yeah. I was worried about that at first. You know, like my PC alarm went off. Yeah. No, they've uh, handled it well. So, but yeah, now that's over, guys. So if you missed it. Yeah. Um, tune in earlier. Uh, no, <laughs> if you if you missed it, you can always find this in podcast form uh, on our website, jackwellnerdshow.com. So we're going to change gears a little bit um, and talk about video games. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the topic. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm we're, tired. We're nerds. It's absolutely a topic. I know. I'm sorry. I all my energy so, uh, was was talk to a, talk to us, Dick. Talk. We talk, talk. But it hurts. Talk about The Witcher. The Witcher. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if anybody's played this game. Um, I so we'll give a little backstory. Um, I hate open world quest type games um that's never been my style i'm i'm a a halo mortal Kombat kind of guy so the more simple the better um just you know uh, give me something really simple to do a simple task let me do it um i don't mind you know he's a big fan of frogger i love frogger that game is the shit um yeah so really simple gaming i'm a really simple gamer um so these big like open world you can kind of just do whatever you want uh, run around and there's no real guideline to what you want to do. Uh, that's why I never really got into things like Assassin's Creed. Um, I know, but now, now I'm, I'm getting there, Mike. There's a story. Whatever. Okay. Anyways. So, uh, but I bought an Xbox One and after, you know, Mortal Kombat kind of got, ran its course. Uh, well, I like the new character. You can only play a tower so many times. It, happened, it, it actually happened quicker than I anticipated it yeah. running its course. Although, damn it. Uh, what, Predator was Predator just released, out. right? Yeah, yeah. Predator's just released. And now I, I watched a trailer for, and I don't even give a shit about this character, but I watched a trailer for Tremor, and he looks fucking amazing. But anyways, you don't care. No, uh, I, I will probably download Predator. Yeah, for and, sure. And that'll that'll kill like an hour. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. It is it is one of those games that it's not something where it's like if that's the only game you have for Xbox, like 
you're, you're, there's no reason. I don't know. It just doesn't have a, I enjoy playing it. I really do, but yeah. it's, or if you're super good and like, you know, whooping ass on people online, I guess. Oh yeah, for too. sure. If you're an, but I hate fighting people online. Uh, I just won't mm-hmm. spend that much time getting that good. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's a fun game. It's a great game, but I, I bought my Xbox one specifically for that. And then, um, you know, I bought a couple of other games that are just kind of like, you know, whatever. I have Devil May Cry. Uh, which I enjoyed. That was a fun game. Um, what else did I get? I got something else that I returned because <laughs> I hated it. I don't even remember what it was. Oh, I Wolfstein. Oh, Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Yeah. Couldn't get into it. Couldn't even get past the prologue. I was like, this is stupid. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was. It, first of all, it's the longest fucking prologue I've ever played. It's like 18 chapters of prologue, which is ridiculous. Um, so I, I couldn't even get into that game. But then, uh, so. When you get an Xbox One or PS4, 90% of the games for next generation are all open-worldly type games. And all the ones that are coming out, um, you know, like Batman Arkham Knight, um, I think, uh, what's the other ones? There's a bunch of, there's a bunch of them. Like everything on the horizon has that kind of open-worldly gaming type feel. So, well, a lot of games are going that whole, Online only, online only, DLC pack type stuff. So I was like, okay, I need to find something because Batman didn't come out for another couple months. So I was like, okay, I need to find something that I'm going to enjoy playing um, that's going to teach me how to get used to this gaming so I can make use of my $400 purchase. Uh, So I bought The Witcher 3 just based on its reviews or whatever. Never played the first two. Um, uh, Bought it and it is one of the most like... It's an overwhelming game because there's so much to do in this game. I beat it and there's still stuff I can do. Oh, yeah. Like it's it's and a lot outrageous. Of those games, a lot of those games that's that is the way it is. You can complete the story mission and there's still like 40, 50 plus hours yeah. of other crap you can do. Yeah. This this game I think uh I think it clocks at and this doesn't count doing like undiscovered locations on like all the different worlds. If you just run through the story mode and play, I'd say 90% of the secondary quests, uh, not even counting Witcher contracts, it's about minimum 120 hours of gameplay. It is fucking insane how long you can play this game. Uh, and it's just a huge undertaking and there's so much to do. Um, but I finally beat it, uh, after. God knows how long I've had that game. Uh, I didn't even, I bought, uh, Arkham Knight, played about 6% of it, and then set it off to the side so that I could complete, uh, The Witcher 3. Um, and I finally beat it and it was, it was worth it for sure. Like, it, I ended up choosing a good ending. Um, cause I, apparently there's like 12 different endings that are all based off decisions you made earlier in the game. So like, if you, <laughs> it's just like this random shit where if it's like, oh yeah, I chose to not have a snowball fight with this girl. Okay, cool. Well, she's going to end up dying now because you didn't do that. And there's no implicate, like, you don't know that that's what's going to happen. So there's 12 different variations that you can do and how you end this game. Um, but mine was a good ending and that was, well, that was cause good. I mean, look, they want to have replay value and, and when the yeah. game, when the game is only 120 plus hours of <laughs> gameplay, like you really, really need to have that. You know, what's insane. This is, this is absolutely insane to me. Uh, not only did they release weekly DLCs that were free, so they just released extra contracts that you can do. So you can do like Witcher contracts, uh, and secondary quests, but in the fall, 
they're opening, they're going to release a whole different world that you can go into that has an additional 30 plus hours of gameplay. Wow. And it has its own main story that's separate than the one you've already Which, completed. And honestly, I mean, it can be daunting, but yeah, on, like when I, there was a, a Deadpool game that was released mm-hmm. for 360. Like a, oh, yeah. A year I, think or so I, still, ago. I think I still have that. Yes, the one that you borrowed and never gave back. <laughs> you never asked for it. Which, uh, which is hilarious because if you just would have played it, uh, you would have beaten it. It's like five hours. <laughs> and there's no. There's, I yeah, I don't think I ever played it. And there's no replay value. There's no, oh, there's yeah. no, there's no hidden things. Right. There's nothing. You just play through it and then there's no point in playing through it again. Yeah. And while like the voice actor, uh, Nolan North, who does Deadpool in the game is amazing, the game itself kind of sucks. Yeah. And it's those kind of games where you're just like, uh, and you beat it and you're like, well, yeah, that was it. There's, um, some more, I guess, recent games you could say, um, like Titanfall, mm-hmm. where like the campaign, does not exist like they label it as a campaign but it's not it's literally people talking during load screens that you can't even like you can't string their conversations together and figure out what's happening right and then you play the level and even the level because it's all online only and multiplayer it doesn't matter whether you win or you lose yeah right it's crap yeah you know so yeah and I, i that kind of stuff i just can't say and i actually before I played The Witcher, I actually really enjoyed games that were like that, where they don't have a replay value. So when I had my 360, I played uh, a game called Shadows of the Damned. Um, there's Lollipop Chainsaw, uh, which are all just the the same game. You just you run through, you kill shit, you get to the end of the level. Sure, you can go back and get you know whatever. You can get all the extra little things and try to find more points, but realistically, you just play the game kill zombies, kill demons, and then once it's done, it's done. You feel good about yourself, but now you just set that game off to the side, and you're good. And those are the types of games that I liked playing, but next-gen games just don't they do not do that because they're trying to get as much money out of every game that they possibly can. Um, so they're constantly – it's all about content. So they're constantly trying to release new content. Even yeah. fucking Destiny that we got over, like there's still they, – they have a whole different – uh, thing that they're releasing after the one that they already did that didn't pan out as well. Yeah, but that one yeah, that needed it too. Yeah, that's also it's a very weak suck campaign. Yeah, and you like you still like don't really know what's happening. Yeah, and stuff like that. And you're gonna piece it together yeah, as it goes and, along. And, and we played for a long time, and they released that first DLC, and we were just so tired of the grind of doing yeah. the same shit over and over again so much farming to try to get better gear or what have you yeah and we were like all right let's do it we bought it and then there was like four or five levels and then it was done yeah and then and then hey you know what you get to do with those four or five levels you get to fucking rinse and repeat those like you do with everything else <laughs> yeah it's frustrating yeah but that's one of the things for me that set the witcher apart because you can do all of that stuff there is the thing is is there's Hundreds of different ways to get different gear throughout the entire game. So every, like, okay, let's say you go to a world. Um, you go to a place on the map, right? It's got, the, we'll take Skellige Islands for an example. You've already played through four different cities uh, to get to Skellige, right? You show up in Skellige, there are 91 undiscovered locations that have hidden treasure that have guarded treasure that have abandoned sites that have monsters you've never heard of before that you've never encountered 
All of those give you points, and every single one of those places has some kind of gear that you can find. 91, at the end of the game, <laughs> and there's like 15 to 16 Witcher contracts, not including secondary quests, that you can do in the final level. You've already played the game for 100 hours, mm-hmm. and then they hit you with this. So that's one of the things I really like about it, is even though it does kind of get repetitive, and the one complaint is like, all the character rendering for like all the side people, you talk to the same people over and over again. Like you, even people you yeah. might have killed, they just kind of show yeah, up again. I mean, when the game world is that massive, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's, I've I've helped a child, like the same child, seventeen different times in that game. Um, but that's one of the things I liked over with Destiny. It's just like okay, I just have to play the same level uh, forty times in a row, uh, and then I'll get this really cool gun. Uh, whereas with Witcher, yeah, it's, oh, yeah. And what was most disappointing about that is that we've, we've played Halo. We've played all the Halo games. Campaign mode in Halo may not have more content as far as the story, right? But it fucking feels like it. And the levels are way longer, way more shit to do. Yes. And this, like, you have, what, how many different planets that you can go to? And four? Yeah. And it, Still, like the levels are so short, like you just don't feel like you've gotten your money's worth out of that game. I, I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. Um, but so, so Witcher three. Yes. Played, beat it. Um, I purchased Elder Scrolls Online. Hey, for, now, me, now, me too. Yeah, based on the, and I was like, hey, you should buy this game so we could play it together. That's never happened. <laughs> Not once. So now, uh, for those that are like what you might call real gamers who game on their PCs, uh, Elder Scrolls Online has been out for probably over a year. Um, yeah. And then it was just released on Xbox and I think PS, PS4. But mm-hmm. um, since I'm not a real gamer... Uh, <laughs> you didn't build your own computer? Yeah. God, yeah. you suck. Since I'm a console gamer, yeah. uh, I picked it up when it came out for that. And yeah, it's – look, I don't I do not do the <laughs> online gaming a lot because most people that I've encountered on Xbox Live are D-bags. So yeah. I don't I don't want to interact with you. Um, so I just do the solo questing. Yeah. Now the way – that Elder Scrolls works is it is a little bit convenient because if you're doing a solo quest or not not necessarily solo quest but just like the the non-story missions yeah other people are doing those missions as well now the way the game works is if there's a boss to fight and you go to that area where that boss is if there's other players there on the same quest it's the same boss so you guys can basically team up on the boss when mm-hmm. you're on your own quest yeah. so you don't actually have to team up together as a party and chat. So, uh, which is helpful because there's been many a time where I was supposed to be fighting a guy that I thought was within my level range. That so I was like, I should be able to take this guy. And then he just smacked me down. <laughs> and so what I would do is I would go to where I could see the boss and then I would just chill. I would set the, I would set the controller down. <laughs> I'd like work on my laptop. And then the moment I would see another character run past me up to the boss, I'd be like, Oh shit, I grab my controller and I'd run up and start pummeling him too. So, that, wow. so as long as I got one hit in and the, the guy got dropped, I got credit and completed the quest. Wow. So yeah, but <laughs> well, well done. It's, you don't understand the frustration of getting beat like 20 times in a row. No, I, uh, I trust me. Then, I've not in that game, no, but not I've, in that game. I've played boss fights before. Yeah. I trust me. I've died a lot, but it's, it's one of those games where you have equipment and the equipment has a value. And every time you get hit, 
the value drops and you have to repair it. Oh, okay. If you get defeated, your equipment will get broken and then it has no value. And then you have to go somewhere to get it repaired, but you don't want to go somewhere to get it repaired. So you keep just dying, running back in, trying to beat him, dying, running back in. And it's just like – That sounds awful. So each time you fight him, your odds of winning are actually worse (laughs) than when you just fought them because you don't have your shit repaired. Yeah, right. And uh, yeah. But anyway, so it's one of those massive open world. There's quests everywhere and there's no real guidance. Like the yeah. story quest only appears every so many levels, so it forces you to go out and explore and get other quests. But they don't give you uh, like, hey, you should go here because you're this level. Like there's nothing like that. Yeah. So oftentimes you'll wander into an area and you'll be like, oh, there's all these quests and you'll get them. And they're like way beyond what you should be doing. Yeah. And so you'll either go and get your ass kicked or you'll kind of cheat. Um, <laughs> and then later on, once you're already well past where you should be, then you'll discover the other area. It's now five levels below you <laughs> and doesn't give you any experience. Yeah. But it's just it's a it's very repetitive. Like the the way the missions work yeah. and everything, it's just like I got my character up to I don't know, twentieth level or something like that. Like there's there's fifty plus levels. Like once you hit fifty, I think you can get like a uh you can sign up for some account or something like that, and then you can go beyond fifty. Yeah. And I, yeah, I got to 20 and I was like this, uh, I'm kind of over this, Yeah, you know, and maybe if you have friends that play, it's probably cool. Cause you can like team up and do that. Oh, you mean like me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like in case I, in case I had told a buddy, I was like, Hey, you should pick this up so we could play together. And you're like totes. And then you, you bought it and then we never played it together. Yep. Yeah. So yep, that's pretty much exactly what happened, which I guess is worse for you because I mean, I actually played the. Yeah, no, game. no, that's you just spent sixty bucks and didn't. So, sixty dollars, I don't have anymore. <laughs> and and based on my shining um, review, I yep. you're just gonna run home and play it right now. Uh, yeah. Uh, if by Elder Scrolls you mean Batman Arkham Knight, then I, yeah, I, I you did. Yep, I did. You're damn right. <laughs> that's gonna happen. Um, no, because even I mean, yeah, even like The Witcher Three, like the you know as massive as it is, the one thing I do like about it is. While you can do the same thing where you pick up – like you'll run into people and you'll pick up contracts and quests that are just – like th- there were some that I never even got to the level you're suggested to be at uh, to fight. Uh, I'm like level five and then you get a quest for like level 35. Um, so there, there's not really that kind of guidance, but it is – the one thing I like about it is as massive as as it is and as much wandering as you can do, they give you a, a, a full map that you can follow. So if you're doing main quests, it'll tell you like, hey, this is what you should do next. This is where you should go next. This is your next step. This like it'll well, guide you throughout the entire game. This this does that too once you've like once you've unlocked a quest, it'll tell you on the map, unless you haven't explored that part of the map. And then it'll kind of guide you to that area. And then once you've unlocked it, it'll show you where to go mm-hmm. and what to do. So it does that. Yeah. Um, but it's just, yeah. it's, it's fucking massive. <laughs> and I mean, they do color code. They do try to make the, the quests idiot proof because they not only do they tell you this is the level of the quest, but then it's color coded, right? So it's like if it's, it's white. It's uh, that's your level. Oh Perfect. yeah, good on you. If it's uh, if it's yellow, it's a little bit hard for you. If it's fucking orange, you probably should. If it's red, it's like don't even fucking think about it. Asshole. <laughs> the Witcher, the Witcher has the same thing where it's like it'll have if it's white, it's you know for you. If it's like red, they're you know they're pretty good, but you'll probably make it. And then they're like if it has a skull, that means certain death. Like it says that in the description of what the skull is. Um. 
Yeah, I, I ignored it once um, and got my ass handed to me. It was it was they were right. It was certain death. Um, yeah, but that, I think that was one of the things I liked about it, too, is that it was um, it was pretty uh, as open worldly as it is, because you can just you can spend however many hours you want just running around, finding undiscovered locations, tracking down secondary quests, finding people to talk to, whatever you want to do. You don't even have to play the main story for a long time. Um, but no matter what it is you're doing, it pretty much tells you how to get from A to B or, or you know, where you're going. So I, for an idiot gamer like me that needs that kind of guidance, I, I did appreciate that about The Witcher, mm. is it tells me what to do. Whereas I, the 5 or 6% I've played of Arkham Knight, um, it's not as specific. It's nope. a lot more like nope. I Arkham th- games do not. Really yeah, Arkham and I was like, I it's and I actually kind of enjoyed Witcher a little bit. I know I haven't played uh, Arkham Knight that much, but they don't really tell you. I've driven around quite a bit, not doing anything in my Batmobile because I have no fucking clue what to do next. Yeah, no, that's one of those games where you really have to focus so like if you're just trying to get through it quickly yeah. it's it's it can be daunting yeah. because and, and that's why i had to put it down too, so, yeah. yeah that's why i had to put it down too because it was like i'm not fully invested in this yet like mm-hmm. i have to be I, I know i have to sit down and devote all my attention to See, it and that's why like with the assassin's creed franchise i like that they have that same open worldiness but the like with um with elder scrolls if you wanted to just play the story straight through mm-hmm. and not do all the other shit, you can't because mm. the story quests only unlock every so many levels. So it forces you to go out, Got it. get experience, yeah. level up, and then come back. Whereas Assassin's Creed, you know, it's not one, it's not that kind of game. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you don't level up sure. in that regard. Like, you do get stuff that increases your health and, right. and some cool new abilities and stuff like that, but it's really not that style of game. But you can play straight through the story. In Assassin's Creed? Yeah, and not do any fucking thing else. Mm-hmm. Now, given it'll probably be very difficult for you in the end if you didn't get any of the upgrades, right. but it is open to you. Yeah. And, and it is one of those where once it's done, and the map opens up into the next sequence. It shows you exactly which icon, where to go if you just want to jump right to the next story mission. Yeah. You know, and then of course after you've completed the story, all the other stuff is is still open unless it was like a sequence specific. Right. You know, but it is very forgiving in that way. So I think uh, you. I think you would probably enjoy I, that. I think now that I and again, Witcher was the. That was the you better get on board or you're not going to enjoy your Xbox One uh, until Halo comes out. And that's not until like fucking November. Yeah. So uh, I think now I, I might actually want to go back and try uh, Assassin's Creed because now that I'm kind of familiar with how that type of game works, I, I think I might enjoy it more. Yeah, I think you would too. So give it a go. Well, yeah. and the new one actually I think comes out in October. And, uh, and, a new, uh, yeah, in so addition I, to the newer one that's uh, well the newer one's been out for probably a year or so but, has it the um, what is it unity unity yeah it's been out for a while um but the next one you will probably really appreciate because of where it takes place london hey oh love it already yeah so exactly <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, like i've just seen some of the gameplay like footage for it yeah and i'm oh my goodness yeah like, i'm already a big fan of the franchise but i'm really looking forward to this game yeah so and unity was was really good how does how does unity compare to something like shadows of mordor which was 
Which I know I got, and I couldn't see, get into it. See, Shadows of Mordor is more like Arkham. Okay. The Batman games. It's even down to the fucking combat style. Yeah. About how you, like, bound back and forth. Yeah, between. right. Um, yeah, it's very similar to that in in the way that it's open-worldy. Um, whereas uh, Assassin's Creed has way more of a story. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are there's going to be some cut scenes. And what what Assassin's Creed does with a lot of their cut scenes is they have the cut scenes that you just watch. But then a lot of their um, exposition is included in story missions. So, like, you'll either be following a character around to, okay. to a location in the city. Yeah, and right. And they'll be talking to you. And then sometimes there's extra stuff that has to be done okay. while that's happening. So they do a very good mix of that. But it's very more, like, direct. Okay. You know, it's like, hey, that's that's more That's on. like Witcher. Yeah. Don't do okay. this. You know, and yeah, that's so. that's a little bit more like yeah, because Shadows of Mordor, I I remember that was that was gonna be my test when I bought it. I was like, oh yeah, I should get into this open world shit. Uh, again, another game I played like, uh, yeah, thirty forty minutes of, and I was like, I, well, I, this is kind of dumb. I got pretty far into Shadows of Mordor. Sorry, Shadow of Mordor, because it's referring to the the guy. Yeah, right. Um, Shadow of Mordor, and. Like I got this is like there there's one main map that you're on and then you go around and you do all your stuff and I was like man this feels like this game's gonna be over real soon and then there's like an entirely new map that it unlocks <laughs> and then you have to go over there and do stuff and I got to that part of it and I was like you know I'm kind of over this because it's the same it's it's yeah. very repetitive and yeah I can't do repetitive anymore like there was a time mm-hmm. when I was in like school where. <laughs> No, like cause, when you, you had know, homework, like Final Fantasies, <laughs> yeah, you know, Final Fantasy right. Seven, Final Fantasy Three, Chrono Trigger, where you know those those role playing games that get really repetitive because it's at a certain point you need to just level, yes, you and you just grind and you and just run around the grind, yeah, is right, repetition, yeah. I can't fucking do that anymore. Wow, like I've every Final Fantasy I've played in recent history, I've gotten to the point where it's the point right before the boss mm-hmm. and you have to just go grind out power leveling and yeah. then I can't do it. I'm like, well, this was fun. And then I, I don't play the game anymore. And so wow. there's, there's like three final fantasies that I've not beaten Yeah, because I just got to that point and I was like, I'm bored, you know? So. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, I don't, I guess I don't mind repetition. Well, I, Again, that's one of the reasons I like Witcher is because it it is repetitive, but it gives me the illusion that it's not, um, which I appreciate. Because in reality, all the quests are the same. You go talk to whoever issued the – like if you're going to do a Witcher contract, every Witcher contract is exactly the same. You go talk to whoever put out the contract. You haggle for how much money they're going to pay you. You uh, go to wherever the site is of the monster – you do some weird Witcher thing that you shouldn't have to do in the first place. It's kind of stupid, but whatever. Uh, you find something with the Witcher senses, and then you find the monster, you kill it, you go back, you collect your reward, and then you move on to something else. Every single quest in this game is like that. But there's just always some type of variation where it's like the monster is always different. Sometimes there's a plot twist, and there is no monster. Mm-hmm. Um, the scenery is different. The... Uh, there's just all kinds of stuff like that. So it gives me that illusion of like, oh, yeah, I'm doing something different. Even undiscovered locations are like that. Every undiscovered location is you kill a monster and then you get stuff. Mm. That's it. Every single one. Well, see, in the last uh, Assassin's Creed Unity, they had – because, again, you know, there's the main story mission where you go and 
and what it usually involves is assassinating somebody, but in like this big grandiose way. Like there's a few missions that lead up to it, and then it would give you like your main target, and then there's these other optional little things that you can do that kind of help you with yeah. the main target, and then you go do it, and then it leads to the next thing. Sometimes they're frustrating and you know very difficult. Yeah, things. right. But then there's other missions that you can do outside of that. Stuff that like um, unlocking different areas of the city, unlocking the viewpoints. There's like treasures you can go hunt. Yeah. And then if you're looking for a change of pace, they added these investigations that you can now do. Right. So you you basically go around. There's a crime, a murder that's happened, and you get to go investigate the scenes mm. and look up clues. And then you basically accuse somebody, and if you're right. They get arrested and you get a weapon like, you you know, you get, yeah. you get a prize. Um, and then if they're wrong, they're like, fuck off. And then you guess again. And if you get it right, then you get a lesser prize. Yeah, right. And, until I guess I've, I've only been wrong once. Yeah. So I've never been wrong to the point where the guy was like, you're just an awful investigator. <laughs> but it is it is one yeah. of those games where they do give you a lot of different things to do. So it doesn't feel the sure. same. Some of them eventually some of the missions will start to feel right. repetitive. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of things you can do in between to break it up. Yeah. And, so. and the witch, like I said, it, uh, yeah, the witcher gives me the illusion of, uh, non repetitive yeah. stuff. And you get to have sex with pretty much every woman character you encounter. So yeah. in full that, graphic. And that's cool. Detail. Like, yeah. Not even, yeah. <laughs> that's the group that I play D and D with. The, the, the guy who his house, the lawyer. Oh, yeah. That has the house. He plays the Witcher games and he loves that. And he always saves the, the game right before the scene. <laughs> and, then, and then we all show up for D&D and he's like, you guys got to see this. And then he goes and fires the game up. And then you have, which is hilarious because the That's last so time they funny. did this, I'm the youngest guy there. Right? <laughs> and there he fires it up. And I've just, I got my stuff and I'm ready to leave and I'm walking to the door and he's like, Hey, do you, don't you want to see this? And I was like, no, I got to go. And he's like, it's only a couple minutes. And I was just like, <laughs> and I, I just, I was like, no, it's okay. And I just split, but so they were funny. like so intent on seeing it. Oh my God. It, it was, it felt kind of pervy. It, it, it is, it is a little pervy. I, I think I, I think I slept with five characters in this game overall. Uh, but don't worry guys. I settled down with one of them. It was a, it was a nice. And he used protection. Yeah. Well, no, uh, no, uh, no. Witchers don't do that. <laughs> uh, I learned very quickly. They don't, they don't give a shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're just whores. That's, they kill monsters and fuck women. That's, that's what a witcher is. It's a good life. It's, it's good life. you know, whatever. Yeah. And it, but even like, even the DLCs, like all the skins that they released, they hoard out every single female character. Like every, they were already kind of like, Oh, look at my cleavage. And then, uh, they were like, Oh, look at these pasties on my tits. Like they just completely made every, even like medieval pasties. It was, weird. it's weird. It's so weird. Like what the, the girl that I ended up with, uh, at the end, uh, she already had, like, she was supposed to be like the good one. So she's not as like dark and brooding or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like the good girl character. And so, you know, she's, you know, she then made her so that she looks kind of attractive, but not like a whorish. Um, but you can make her whorish where there's like nothing really cut. Like her, it's, it's so awkward. Even the character that's like supposed to be your daughter, they were like, let's just open up her chest. And like, it's so fucking awkward. 
Wow. Yeah, I didn't buy that one. I couldn't bring <laughs> myself to do it. The other two, I was like, yeah, sorceresses, yeah, they're whores. I slept with both of them. That's fine. But I was like, this this girl, this Siri character, that's my daughter. She's not dressing like I that. Just, I love how invested people get in these relationships that you, can, so that you can develop in these games. Because like the Dragon Age games are all like that too. Yeah, right. And you can, you know, man, woman, vegetable, mineral, whatever. Like you can you can develop these relationships. And, yeah. and do it. Um, the Witcher just takes it to the next level because they actually show the tits yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, whereas like Dragon Age, it's like we're gonna do it. Cut to blackness and yeah, no. maybe hear some no. some noises and then that's it. Nope. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, if you want. If you want all the graphic detail, yeah. check out The it's Witcher. And Witcher 2 is what I played. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't played Witcher 3, but I played Witcher 2, and it was the same. It's the, it's the same yeah. game. Yeah. So, and I don't know. Like, I don't, it, I, I don't want to play a game that I don't have to work for it to get to the end. Mm-hmm. But, again, I just don't want to have to fucking grind and do this. Because, look, you shouldn't have to spend 50 hours doing this essentially the same fucking fight over and over again yeah. to level up to the point where you can take on the boss. Like yeah, that's right. just give us extra content throughout the game that right. gets us to that point so that it's not yeah. repetitive like that. Yeah, for sure. But I I agree. Yeah. So there you go. Our uh, our angry video game rant. Good times. Um I you know I've, I, I've been I've been looking at screenshots of Witcher. It might get me to go play. <laughs> A little. You gotta, you gotta talk them up though, man. You, you don't just get to bone them whenever you want. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta choose the right the conversation to have with these ladies. Oh, I'm smooth. That's, yeah, that's I'm why smooth. you can always save, save and reload. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. I was actually, I was talking to one of my friends about it, and uh, we were, we were talking about it, and he was like, "Yeah, man, that girl, she just, I couldn't get her to do it." And I was like, "Oh yeah, no, we boned in the lighthouse, like." I don't, I don't know. I told her that I loved her. I mean, I lied, but you know. I, I I appreciate that you guys are having a conversation like like real life people. <laughs> like, yeah, man, did you do her? Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, you tell me about it. You know what I mean? But you're describing a fucking video game. It's crazy. No, it's so sad. It's so sad. That tell that, me about it. No, dog, I'm a, I'm a gentleman. What's oh. crazy is that story is so immersive. Like. My girlfriend wanted to make sure I had a happy ending, like not wait, not sexually, wait, not sexually. I'm sorry. I just no. I'm sorry. I, I look, Diane. I'm sorry. I just got this creepy image of Derek playing the game while you're jerking him off. Like that is not okay. That is not. I'm sorry. I I didn't use. Although my... that is probably the best way to play. Video I'm game. sure it is. I, I... I'm sure it is. Uh, but I didn't use my words properly. I apologize. Um... <laughs> Uh, no, uh, the story is, uh, it's a very investive story. (laughs) And so while I play the game, she's usually just hanging out doing something else. Um, but she wanted to make sure that all of my characters, um, the, the at the end of the story, I love you. They, trying to, I know it's so hard trying to that, find a way to say this. That every everything works out for them in the end. There you go. That's what that's what she's that's what she's doing. I went to school. I can do this. Um, yeah, she wanted to make sure everything works out for them. And she, you know, read up about like, oh well, if you decide this, so she was like, don't kill that girl. Like she has to live. Um, she's like, she works so hard. Don't kill her. Uh, but that's the kind of story it is, where it's like, it really is such an immersive story, where even if you don't play the game. You are kind of like, well, what's going to happen? If you watch somebody play it enough, you're, you're kind of going to want to know what goes on. 
Right. Got it. Now, Blaine, you uh, you do some PC gaming, don't you? I've, I've seen you know what I was to time. yeah I've I've, uh, I've been known to uh, Warcraft it up here and there. Um, a little, uh, from, little WoW action. Yeah, from now and then. I I I, I just say Warcraft. Mm. I don't say WoW. I don't recognize that term. <laughs> it's very uh, what a shame. Yeah, it's very. It, you know, think about it. Do you play Warcraft? Yeah. Do you play WoW? <laughs> That just doesn't even sound right. It sounds dumb, but anybody yeah. who played the original Warcraft, uh, that's what I think of when I hear Warcraft. It's the old, like, you know, time strategy game where you would build yeah. up little cities. In fact, I wish they would just fucking remake those and release them somewhere. I know you can, like, illegally acquire them, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, those games were awesome. But anyway, enough yeah. about awesome. World <laughs> of Warcraft. Uh, no, like, how how is that for you? Because that's one of those massive multiplayer online games i I like to quest i like to quest and and i'll only play it you know like if uh certain friends are around then i'll always always have a character that i'll just build on my own questing and then i'll have another character like if i'm gonna play with you know with other people Mm -hmm. i'll switch over and and then you know usually you're in some sort of group or something but it's it's really hard man because people they 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 uh, level up faster than you or they get more stuff and then you're behind do you ever have that where you you have an agreement with some friends who are like, all right, so we're just going to play these characters together oh, yeah. and level them up at the same time. And then like you log on, and they're already on, and they're like five yeah. levels oh, ahead of you. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? I, we, uh. <laughs> I've, li- I've literally like burned friendships over that. Yeah. Like, screw you. You're not my friend. Yeah. Like, no, not in this game in real life. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> like, screw you. Like, I invested, you know, like 25 or 30 hours getting that guy to level, you know, to level like 75. And now you're already at 90. And what, 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 what are you going to come back and help me? Are you yeah. kidding? You know, are you kidding me? No. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those, like, if you really want totally to play the fucking game so much, just create another character. Cause that, that's what I'll do. Like, if yeah. I have that arrangement with somebody, I will stop playing that character. I'll create a new one to play on my own. And that way I can just play that one as much as my you know my heart wants, and then when they're ready to play, we can log on and play. But it, yeah, yeah, that happened um, like early on in Warcraft to me a lot, and then um, I I was cured of it uh, of the addiction, and then last summer I, I caught it again. Uh, it was like herpes, like it flared up, <laughs> and um, yeah, that, then yeah. they don't they don't make a topical for that. They, cle- don't, they clearly don't. No, it's, uh, it's a fl- it's a flare up situation. You just gotta let it pass. Yeah. So then that then I, I was in a group with like three or four people, and we were pretty, uh, you know, pretty everything was really good for about nine months or so, and then then one guy started being a real pain in the ass, and then the other two did, and I was then yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, historically, things are usually okay for about nine months before that. Yeah, and then the yeah, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could never, never get into that 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 type of PC gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, but see that, but see, like you were talking about, like uh, um, uh, which one were you saying with uh, Elder Scrolls? Elder Scrolls, Scrolls on, yeah. On a con- that's not a, it's not a console game. Like Warcraft and Elder Scrolls are not console games. No, they should not. never have been yeah. put on consoles. That's a that's a cash grab by the game maker. That's yeah. all that is. Yeah. They I mean, suck. They've done they've done a fine job of modifying it because the way these games work on a keyboard is that you have keys that you assign powers to. Well, the difference between a keyboard and a controller is you have way more fucking keys to yeah, work. Yeah, the, the right. difference is like 40 buttons. Yeah, so yeah for with, sure. With, uh, which is one of the things in uh, Elder Scrolls, you the, the way the leveling up works is really weird. Like when you use an item or special ability, you gain experience in that particular weapon or ability right yeah and so you obviously want to focus on one set of skills and because there's only so many buttons that you can do when you reach like level 15 i want to say mm-hmm. it gives you the option to toggle another weapon and then you can assign 
new skills. So it's basically like a new button set. Yeah, right. But what you can do is just equip the same fucking weapons in the new spot and then just assign different abilities. You know oh, what I mean? So if okay. you want, yeah, if you want right. to expand your your power uh, area. But, but yeah, it's it's it is a little limiting on, yeah. on a console. So but uh, I think was it uh, Diablo? Same thing. Started out PC and mm-hmm. then they adapted for a console and it's yeah. kind of that same thing where it's how do we make this work on a controller that yeah. has four buttons when you know you're used to being a, a whole keyboard right. with access. So. Yeah, like 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 uh people will play Call of Duty on on PC and I'm just like, why? That's a console game. Like yeah, Call of Duty right. is a console game. Sure. Any FPS is, is generally a console game. Uh, you know, because it's there's some simplicity and kind of barbaricness to it. You know, uh, the the MMOs you got to have you have to have buttons and, and you need to be able to talk and you need to be able to chat and type and there's just more buttons that you have to do. Yeah. Um. You know. So the, yeah, I I'm way more of a PC kind of thing. My my kid like you have you know I have a 21 year old son when he was growing up though he had a lot of uh, uh um, console games that were um you know. I was getting into those with him, like the Call of Duties and stuff like that. And that yeah. was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but it's just different. It's just like those are just kind of like, ah, you're just, yeah. you know. Well, that's what, what's funny is that I'm so used to console gaming that I tried playing DC Universe online and I I bought I bought a controller that <laughs> looks like an Xbox <laughs> controller that plugs into your computer to play that game. Because yeah. I just I couldn't do I can't do that's the keyboard. Funny. Or you could just it. play games on your console. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could. yeah. A couple different ways to skin yeah. that. Whatever. Well, but they didn't have that. For the I console. know. I know. I'm totally kidding. And I wanted to be a superhero. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I. I. And and I think you know the the funny thing is like I mentioned you know you know my kids like you know his twenties now and he's and he's he's was born a gamer and I was gaming before he was born like games really like the the span of games really when you think about it like where they've come from is just I mean it's it's amazing it's mind boggling to try to consider where you know from from pac-man from pong and pac-man to where you are today yeah oh, right. right yeah in fact like that's i often think about if you were to show a video game or even a movie from today to somebody from way back then like would they even would they even know what the fuck is going on like if you show a video game to somebody from today a lot of that stuff looks like it could just be real yeah know, to somebody who doesn't know any better yeah right you know you show fucking avengers to somebody from the 19 early 1900s <laughs> <laughs> and they're, that that's going to be real to them. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. So, well, you remember remember Final Fantasy the movie? Unfortunately, uh, I, yes. I, like you uh, talking about the spirits within. Don't. Uh, yeah, let's can we take, just let's just call it no, the spirits I, within? I, I know take the story I, out. I know where he's going yeah. with this. Okay. Just, take the story out, and and you, you know, even you have to admire that movie for what it was, not how it was or what it did or how how it impacted. No, graphically, like, speaking, graphically speaking, for the time that it was done, it was revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Like I've I I. I I'm one of like the six people who bought it. And <laughs> I watch it and it's just so predictable and stupid. And I know yeah. it doesn't follow the game and I don't play the game a lot, but I'll stare at her hair. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, whoa. Like, yeah. that, like, There's that scene with the fucking, like the eagle or whatever that's flying. Yes. And you're just like, how is that a computer image? It looks right. so real. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, to me, like that's, that's the direction. Like, uh, you know, like I love what JJ Abrams is doing with movies. You know, he's like, no, we're going back to sets and real stuff. But I still want to see people push that CGI envelope. Like, where where's where's the next Final Fantasy movie that is just beyond? Like, uh, there was also that one. Uh, what was the other one that they did? Uh, Advent Children. No, the, the other the other main uh, movie, like a theater movie that was all CGI. It was uh, 
Uh, it was like a like a Norse mythology, like the. Oh, you're talking, yeah, no, uh, uh, Beowulf. Beowulf. Oh, like, yeah. But to even to me, like in Beowulf. 3D. Beowulf wasn't as good as as uh, no. um, yeah, uh, and that was years before. So yeah, like, and and Beowulf looked kind of cartoony to me. Right. Yeah. So I, I want the and next they only to push and they that. say the whole script is just people saying Beowulf. <laughs> It was, it was so somebody counted. I think it was like over two hundred times. They say that they say Beowulf in that fucking movie. It's a good thing there isn't a Beowulf drinking game. Jesus, Jesus oh. Christ! Just, I would only do that if I'm like, yeah, guys, I'm gonna just, commit suicide, just, but I'm gonna do it by IV alcohol. Me, please, just, just yeah. pump it in. Fuck that. Um, I I actually think uh, I don't I don't mind seeing. Uh, I, I prefer practical effects in film. Um, but I think where you are really seeing leaps and bounds in computer graphics are uh, are, are gaming uh, in gaming consoles. So, it's, dude, it's I, the the beauty ridiculous. of things like Witcher and even Arkham Knight. Like, mm. for I mean, forget all the drawbacks you feel about the story. Like, it looks fucking amazing. Even especially on the next gen stuff now. Like when I went from playing one Assassin's Creed to to going to Assassin's Creed yeah. like Unity on the on the Xbox One, it was like. Holy shit! The way the differences was, but uh, there was a game called L.A. Noir. Yeah, oh, that was good for yeah. 360. Mm-hmm. That I don't know what fucking technology they used, but that was amazing. Wasn't because, that Rocksteady also? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the face, like that was the actual actors' faces you were seeing on those characters. Wow. Like I know one of the fucking actors that was in the film. When I saw his character, I was just like, what the, f- like, what, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Well, because they, it looked like a, there was just an actual fucking person that was acting it out like that was how good that is Eleanor took red dead they used the same engine in red dead mm. and and just and made some small tweaks some upgrades that they want you to had some more time to it, and then and then reskinned it with Eleanor. uh and i played red dead red dead was great too like i like didn't sleep i didn't <laughs> like I, I think i think i broke up with somebody over that time. i don't even remember her name like it just i, I went into like a like a six-week coma and That's actually funny. red dead is one that i i would have liked to have played but i kind of missed I missed that. One. I, I again, that was yeah, another it's not game. Your kind of world. If you don't like sandbox games, yeah, that was actually another one of one of those games that I bought based on a recommendation uh, and awards. I played it for twenty minutes, and I was like, "Nope, fuck this!" Like, if you're not gonna tell me what to do. I don't want to do it. Yeah, like I, I would catch myself, you know, like you'd get attacked by a mountain lion just out of nowhere. Yeah. Son of a bitch. I'd get up and I'd be like by myself walking around my apartment like, you fucking mountain lion. You know, like my neighbors would be like, what is wrong with I this think guy? I, I think when I first started playing, I killed the wrong person in the town. And then it just turned into a fucking Grand Theft Auto. And everybody came after me. And, and I was like, yeah, I don't. I don't think yeah. this game is That's, for me. And that happens a lot with the with the open world type stuff. Yeah. I remember when I played um it was one of the it's set in the Elder Scrolls world. I can't remember which I think it was Skyrim. And I was walking to a town and I saw someone getting attacked, so I went to help them and I killed somebody and that was not somebody that i should have killed <laughs> and like they're like oh they ever, the guards are looking for you and like i went into the town thinking everything was cool and like everybody fucking attacked me and to the point where i had to like restart the game like, it was stupid yeah but that's <laughs> that stuff happens yeah that's the one thing about like red dead like you would die and then when you'd spawn if they spawned you too close they'd still they were still after you're like son of a bitch off i go running again you just had to you just had to run for 15 minutes until until they forgot about you just respawn and get killed right where you uh <laughs> right there that's rough but hey that's gaming so it's uh what, what's funny is how frustrating video games can be oh yeah but you love it uh yeah 
They're like girlfriends. They're really like girlfriends. They're, yeah, like I, I think that I may die from playing a video game, like from blood pressure. <laughs> like girlfriends from blood pressure. Like my head's just going to oh, explode God. one day. Yeah, and you, yeah. you literally, it's it's like it's like uh, when somebody says a, a dick joke and you say that's what she said. It's this. You take anything about a video game. I don't care what your complaint or whatever. You can finish it with like girlfriends, and it all applies. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Including happy endings, <laughs> as we've established. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, as Derek has shown you. Yeah. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> I don't even know if his girlfriend is the one that wants him to have the happy ending, or if the girl, if it's something different. I don't know if that's a metaphor. I'm not really sure, but at least somebody oh, wants him to have man. a happy ending. I mean, and even look, if it's not the kind of happy ending we're thinking of, that's fine to me. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> I, I will say some, I, some of my best cursing. Uh, has been at video games. I I have said things that even I was like, ooh, okay, that was foul. Maybe we should turn this off. We don't, I don't know if I've ever heard you guys talk about Twitch. You know about the the website, mm-hmm. but but you know that's kind of the thing where you know Twitch has now chronicles those those yeah, those girlfriend live, experiences. For those of you that may game. not be familiar with it, it's live streaming uh, video game content. So it's yeah. people playing video games, people talking about video games. But yeah, people yeah. will pay to watch you play a video game. Know, it's that's the nuts. most absurd that's thing. So insane. Yeah, but like, it's you know, but think think like you said, some of the most cursing or the crazy reactions or the faces you make. Yeah, are the, are the you know, that's humor. It's humor. Yeah, as, it's as it's comedian, pretty funny. Should, yeah. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure my cat has laughed at me, and she doesn't find anything interesting. Yeah. Um, no, and it's yeah. like I and I know at home when when my girlfriend's in the other room and I start cursing for no fucking apparent reason, I'm sure she's like, "What the fuck?" But then on the flip side of that, she's really into like the Lego games. Yeah, and I'll hear her playing it and her, her fucking cussing, and it is. It's, you're just like, yeah. Did they turn into a crazy person? What yeah, is going on? Yeah. Especially I don't even know. The, what are the two most common things people shout? Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> fucking yeah, bullshit. Yeah, that's definitely one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, I, and I'm pretty sure bullshit. fuck you game. I, I think that's been said I a lot. I think you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> yeah. Is also, yeah. Is also one. How, how many times have you aggressively panicked, shut off the game, thrown the controller, walked, and you get about halfway down the hallway, then you're back, and you turn it on oh, and you yeah. start over? Oh, again? for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just just to show the, the console who's yeah. boss. Who's I, boss? I, yeah. I quit yeah. for four seconds. I actually think I said both of those things last night while I was finishing oh, you're, Witcher. You're gonna kill me? Yeah? Huh? Take the power off, bitch. Yeah. How do you like that? <laughs> Call me Edison, huh? How do you like that? <laughs> but I think I've mentioned this before. Now Xbox One makes it to where you can't even get that. You can't of, even get yeah. That, you can't that gratification that. because you're like, yeah, motherfucker, turn it off before you turn it back on, and it saved it right when you turned it off. <laughs> You like, have to manually go through and quit the game, and then you feel like even the if asshole. You, even if you pull the power. Uh, that, uh, that I'm not sure. Yeah, See, no. I, I would rig if it you up. pull the power, then you're fine. <laughs> I yeah. would think uh, this is what I would do. I would take my I would take my power cable from my Xbox and I would run it over to right in front of me and put it on <laughs> put it on like a uh, one of those uh, power bars, you know, with a little switch right there, and uh-huh. then plug that into the wall, and then just be like, "Yeah, bitch, how you like that?" Like put a put a big fat red button on it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> my power what cable now? is very difficult to get to, so basically I can't defeat the Xbox. Like <laughs> if I try, it's just like you can't beat me. Um, but yeah, I've, I've seen somebody throw a console into a wall before. Are you serious? Yeah. Not, not anything recent, but when I was younger, uh, back when the only system out was Nintendo, uh, no super Nintendo, I think okay. I saw somebody pick up their super Nintendo and throw it into the <laughs> Holy wall. Holy shit. And at the time I was like, 
why do you do that? Like, because <laughs> I didn't have that kind of system. Like, why the fuck? I was, I was just, I was a poor kid. I was like, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that? And then when I finally got a console and you discover that, but I still, there's no way. I don't care how angry it made me. There's no way I would pick up an Xbox and throw oh, it yeah, into a no. wall. No, there's no I way. I will destroy a controller all, all day. day. All day. Yeah. But in fact, I'm pretty sure I've already bro- – like uh, the first day or two of owning the Xbox One, I broke the controller. Oh, yeah. One of my controllers broke too. I have something rattling around inside from me <laughs> doing whatever. Yeah. There's, was- there's, a, there's a rage. There's a gamer rage in all of us. Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah, Beowulf. Um, it's Son of it's a time. Beowulf. <laughs> it's uh, it's, about that, it's about that time. It's about that time to go and uh, uh, Beowulf it up. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah. But anyway. Hey. <sighs> well, Blaine, I'm glad that you made it back from Sacramento. Safely. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And thank you for for filling in. No for problem. John. And John, we hope that you uh, aren't swimming right now. Um, but if you are, have your floaties on. <laughs> Remember what we told you. <laughs> and now I just got a picture of John at a kid's pool. That's creepy. Oh, God. <laughs> With floaties. <laughs> Little ducky floaties. <laughs> oh, my God. Totally. Anyway. You know he does. It's a right? horrible fucking image. You know John wears floaties. You know he does. <laughs> Oh, the speedo. Anyway, and, and, he, and he puts the he puts the really white spackle uh, sunscreen on his nose. <laughs> Super creeper. Anyway, guys, um, we have uh, as as we've had uh, for the past few weeks, we got a bonus Dark Crusader comic strip coming out this week. Uh, mainly because I'm still angry that NBC canceled Constantine, so you're going to want to check that <laughs> out uh, on our website, jackofallnerdshow.com. This has been the Jack of All Nerds. We will talk at you later. Hey, now.